got a sick nasty mic now, so you're like, oh, when, when I got this mic, and I got a mic. <laughs> You've been how long? How long on this? How long is that? You've been waiting to make that really joke. long. How long you been waiting answer. to make that joke? I've been waiting my whole life to make that joke. Every time you touch your microphone, every time like, I, I touch, touch myself, I think of that joke. So I came home and saw that this yeah. microphone was supposed to be here tomorrow, but it came today, so I get it a day early. I'm Good glad it, it's here for the for the recording. Cool. Now we know what I sound like with a quote-unquote decent mic. Yeah, maybe one day I'll get my mic. Sure. Maybe. If a poor scrub like me can get one, I'm sure you can get it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I don't have money. Neither do I. No. My no. wife's probably very mad at me that I spent some money on something. I can't even get, like, breakfast. That's up where I am. I eat sawdust. Did you get Starbucks? No. Aren't there nutrients in Starbucks? To I some wish degree? there were nutrients Can't you live Starbucks? off of Starbucks like for, like, four hours? Fucking enriched person in the world. We've I've asked this question to you before, but there is a website. I think it's Soylent something. Apparently, you can buy up. shakes. Would you... There's a you can buy shakes and yeah. I guess they supplement your food for the day. So instead of eating three square meals, you just drink drink three shakes. <clears throat> Would you do that? Would you just swap over? If I could drink three shakes a day and you know get all my nutrients for the day, mm-hmm. I would drink those three shakes and then eat three meals in between the shakes. But that now you now you have an excess. But I'm I'm hungry. Yeah, but that's how you gain extra weight and become. I just want to be like fatter. the people. I already explained this to you once. I want to be like the people on Wally. Okay, <laughs> that's my goal in life is to have a little hover fucking thing. I sit there and I don't have to get up just to the bathroom. Five hundred pound mass me, of meat. It just mainline straight into my veins, and this I play sad. video games all day. Now, I, while the robots do I work. wasn't with you until you said the play video games all day thing. Now yep. I'm with you. Now you're with me. The fact me. that I'm going to have to be a 400 wally. pound blob with yep. almost no You know what? Structure. Nobody gives a fuck. Wouldn't you give a fuck? Why? Wouldn't you just like go hovering around and you just happen to hover by your mirror and you look at yourself and go, man. Oh, well, man. that would be not playing video games. I'm going to go play Skyrim. <laughs> that, that would be not playing video games. What? We actually talked about this too over the weekend. That if you had, if you had, and I'm saying a, a large amount, something that you were guaranteed to not have to work, and you could do a lot for other people. If you had, if you won the lottery and you had like five hundred million dollars, would you still? Would you be that person that just you go get a job? Still, you go work? Fuck no, no, I would not. Not even a little bit. I don't know what. I this, wouldn't even do this podcast. I'm I don't know. Busy playing fucking what? what? <laughs> You have nothing but time to do the hobbies that you want to do. I'd fucking hire one of my slaves, my many, many slaves I would have to come do this podcast with you. And he'd be like, hello, my name is Adam. Like, I'm a slave. It's not the fact that I like to work. It's that I have had that response. sounds like a boo from The Simpsons either. I've had that responsibility in me since I started working. I don't like to work. I just do it because I know I have to. But if it came to the point where I just had a fuck ton of money... I kid you not, I would sit in this house all fucking day long and just play video games. I would just do whatever I want to do, but mainly I'd just play video games. Yeah. I would not just go, oh man, I'd go get a job. I'm one of those people, I got I got to build a shed or I got to do something with my head. Fuck you. Or or they just, they, this, this is the kicker. They'll say, well, oh, you know what? 
I'd go work. I'd go get a job somewhere. But I tell you what, I'd be on that mental capacity where if they piss me off, I'd just be like, "Fuck you," and I leave. I'm like, "Why would you? Do, why would you? Go, why would you why get a job you put at yourself all? through that? Why would you go and get a job at all? You don't have to. You have millions of dollars. You are set for everything. So why go get a job? You have a check that says you can go do whatever you want in life. Nobody wanting. I don't know. You you brought that up where people say they define their my career defines yeah, my I, life. I, I am this thing. I'm a professional. Fuck you. I mean, cool. I, I, I do this to live, man. I, I work so that I can go home and play video games and get yelled at by my wife. Now, I will say this. A, a strong caveat would be if that was something that I'm not right now, which is highly intelligent, and I was like, I was researching cancer research. Where I was yeah. trying to find the cure for If I had some thing that would add to the greater good of the world i wouldn't just get money and be like fuck y'all because i would i would i would feel the need i would what? i'd be like yep cancer the, research the in the verge. trash you're on the verge in of the, the trash you're on the verge i would fucking you slam are, dunk you it i look at the little cancer kid i go fuck you and i is that what you are you officially stating like, on this podcast <laughs> that you would say fuck you to cancer kids i would fucking throw the cancer kid in the trash right i almost don't want to put this podcast up this is horrible <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. And I'm Adam. And we are here to talk about anything cancer. and everything. Yeah. Fuck cancer kids. I cannot believe you said that on this podcast. That's right. No, if I was in cancer research for anybody, kids or not, I wouldn't get money and go, oh, well, fuck this. I mean, maybe... Maybe if I gave my notes, if there was some, if there were people around me that I could like fool this off onto, like hand it off to them, and, nah. I, and I knew nah, they I'd were burn the research. Why? Because it's my research. But you're not doing it no more. You That's don't need right. It. I'm not doing it. But there it are no people more. that will benefit. Don't from let this. me hit the lottery. You could save lives. I, I, I could I'm be in gl- the middle of. I'm so life. glad. That I could, if I was a fireman, I so would glad. drop the bitch in the burning what? building and walk out. Podcast is over. Podcast is over. This is the partner that I have. You know, know, like the Simpsons opening when he's just like, fuck it, I'm done. And like leaves a radioactive bar right there. That's me. Jesus. I'm done. Quitting time. Adam, what have you been doing this past week? I have been... It's been like three days. I know. I'm. Hey, we can't. We can't really pull the wool out of everybody. It's like what have you been doing the last pull week? The it's wool been like out of five everybody. fucking we minutes. We can't pull the, the wool podcast. under. We can't pull the rug from under everybody. There we go. Yeah, it's only been a few days. Yeah. No. Again, because our schedule is the way it is, we don't know what day we're recording. We don't know how many days are going to be between. And I've actually just been fortunate that the way that we recorded, I've been able to do the editing and post it almost the next day. That may not be the case all the time. Yep. So this just happens Greetings to be from the past. Yeah, Woo! this is episode two, but this is like three to four days after the fact. Three. So I you mean, have like, nothing. There's nothing you can talk about you've done over the past three or four days that's somewhat game related. That's somewhat yes, game related. Th- well, I have still completely and utterly failed to pre-order Mass Effect Andromeda. Good. Fuck you. Good. <laughs> Save that money and go buy Zelda Breath of the Wild that you have. I will you not to play with. buy that game just because you want me to get it so bad. No. I... <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Don't don't even, don't get me started. <laughs> don't hurt me like that, don't man. Don't get me started. Don't hurt me like that. No, you know, I, I, I actually did talk to my wife about it. She she might grab it. Good. 
This is something that this is this is. I'm like that. I'm like one of the ten people that bought a Wii U. By the way, I have a lot of people around me that say, "Well, fuck it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying a Switch just for Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'll just go get a Wii U because it's cheaper." Well, I went looking for a Wii U, and there it's. I think the Wii U is like two fifty. So I would probably just spend the extra fifty and just get a damn Switch. That's just me. But then again, you know, I you know what? I lied. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The one thing that turned me over that made me think, you know what? I'll probably get a Wii U. Actually, I'll just get on the Wii U is because I have an Xbox One. I have a PS4. Might as well get the Wii U and get the whole eighth generation out of the way. Eh. The the thing about it is that the Wii U is such a. I mean, it's it's such a small console. Like mm-hmm. it. it got such a small library and they, they killed it early you know right because they realized what it wasn't so you're doing gonna anything. it's gonna become niche yeah nobody fucking bought them yeah okay so if you hold on to that thing in like 30 years they'll be like you know you'll be like wow there's one of these in existence and you have one yeah the wave existence yep and the wave existence and uh, then it gets put into the Zofar modifier, oh, which Abel, which is the first incarnation of Faye, actually was, the, you know, he was like a little boy. He was like maybe 10 years old. He came into a contact with it. And that's why they call it him the contact. <laughs> this is where you wanted to go? This is this is what you asked for. You want to like throw, somebody you throw this kind of stuff out? I can, I can go back. We can make okay. this a gear. Okay, cast. here's what we can do. If you're so good at talking and explaining shit, explain how Chrono Cross is related to Chrono Trigger. It's not. <laughs> the, end. the end. Game over. Doesn't fucking exist. And if you fucking think it exists, you deserve death. Oh, my God. So 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 there's no, no gaming aside from probably playing War Thunder some more. Witcher, some more maybe. I didn't even fucking get to play Witcher. I, I feel so you, bad. You've had a hectic weekend. You had a busy. I, we had a busy weekend. You had a busy weekend. weekend. That's a weekend. Uh, well, I guess I'll talk about mine then. Uh, came home last night after work, and not just you know that you know having a podcast pushes you a little bit because I was like, man, I really don't want to have to go through like three weeks not beating this fucking boss. And every time Adam's like, "So what did you do, Michael?" I'm like, "I'm I'm still stuck on the flame." Didn't flamework. do shit. Did you? I'm still stuck on the flame. Work. You're still stuck on the flame. Yeah, and everybody be like, "Man, this fucking guy. He's, he's on episode seven now, and he hasn't beat this boss." You see, you still stuck on it. No. Came home last night, fired it up, and I said, "All right, here, you know what? I'm gonna do this shit an old fashioned way. I'm gonna do this the fucking bitch route. I'm gonna go to this level." that I know where I can get some souls at. I'm going to go through this bitch over and over again. I'm going to grind out some souls for an hour or two. I'm going to buy a shit ton of healing herbs. And I'm just going to I'm just going to just poke and heal myself. Jab a little bit and heal myself. Well, that's actually kind of a lie. The first thing I did was go fight them. I went and fought him. I was like, "Let me just go see maybe there's something I'm doing right. Maybe I can fuck around." I died to him twice. And I was like, "You know what? Fuck it. Time to just go buy a bunch of healing herbs and just bitch this shit out." Uh-huh. Check this shit out. So, I bought the herbs. I spent like two hours, hour and a half, I don't know, some long arbitrary number. Got all this farming done. All these healing items bought. Uh I went back down there and fought this dude. I don't know what the fuck thing I did different. I didn't take off any more damage. But I just had a easy fight with him. So, you just got in the zone. 
Yes, I got in the zone. You entered the zone, and the only way you could have lost was to hand someone else the control. This is this is where it gets golden. This is just another staple in when me and Adam tell you guys you got to play one of these games. This, you got to because so shit you just, like you this. You finally just grabbed your nuts and spit. This what sure shit like this can happen for you folks. So I went down this place, fought this boss, and I was I was doing chip damage here and there, and I just. I, I, I've done fought him like 40 times now, so I got most of his patterns down. Well, this boss, apparently, I just didn't pick up on this. He actually has like three phases. The first like half, when you get down his energy to halfway, he, he, he does like more things. He does another a, a, one different attack maybe, or uh-huh. he, he gets a little bit harder. When you get him down to almost a quarter energy, he fucking flame on, and he, he gets like there's fire all around him and he gets like really fast and really aggressive mm-hmm. i've only seen that form one time i don't i remember him getting him past half health a couple times but i never remember seeing that shit yeah he did that and was all over me so i'm backing up and i remember remember now i'm fat rolling by the way because i'm i haven't changed my armor uh-huh. so i can't like zip out of the way and juke behind him if i have to roll out of the way i just chunk and hopefully I move. <laughs> and I guess I was timing the rolls just right and timing the evasion just right. And w- I was just reading what he was doing. And I was fucking jabbing. And mind you, again, I'm only taking a little bit of damage at a time. Mm-hmm. So this is a long fight. And I get him behind a wall. And I, I started using the, the walls and the pillars to get at him. And I fucking beat him. I put the controller down. You know, my wife wasn't home, but I put my controller down. And I was like, "Yes!" I stood up in my chair. I was like, "Yes, yeah!" And that right there, I was like, "This is why I play these games right here, <laughs> right here." Because there's so many moments just like this that we'll probably go over when we talk about Dark Souls and whatever. But you I finally, had, you, you had that feeling of satisfaction. Yes, when you got it. this is what we say when we tell you folks that this game is rewarding. It is designed to beat the fuck out of you. It's designed now, and I've noticed, I'm going to get to the second boss I, b- I fought, which goes into more uh, explanation of what I'm about to tell you. There are so many bosses and enemies and areas in this game that are specifically designed, to design with that, what people don't like, is the uh, test it out and die nature. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a phrase for that. I, I don't know why I'm brain farting. Trial and error. Trial and error. Yes, there there are some bosses and enemies and areas in Dark Souls, and now I'm seeing Demon Souls too that are going here. Ah, you didn't know about that pit being there, did you? Well, go back in. Okay, you moved around the pillar. You moved around the pit. Ah, I didn't know about that ball gonna fall on your head. I I don't like those. I'm not a big fan of those. Mm-hmm. But this game has bosses that are just. They're just going to fucking bum rush you. They're going to be like, bitch, you're in a demon's realm. You're in my lair now. And I'm going to throw, I'm I'm just going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be many times where you're like, I don't fucking get it. The more you persevere, the more you just keep going back and going back and butting your head at it, you slowly get better. You, not only do you slowly get better as you're just, I know if he put his left leg down, he's going to do this attack. You also get better because your reaction time gets better. You just become a better gamer. You become a your better fighter. Your nostrils begin to flare. Yes. Your pupils dilate. And when it finally begins to beat clicks, on your forehead. When it finally clicks and you beat him, it's a satisfaction. It's just it is, this game is release. so motherfucking rewarding, and I love it. I love all of them. The second boss, right after the Flame Lurker, his name is, uh, I'm pretty sure you remember this guy, was the the uh, Dragon God. Yep. Now, so 
I walk into this boss's area, and I'm like, oh, this is for one, for one, I beat the flame lurker, and I went and took a break. I just went and ate some food. I went and relaxed, fucked mm-hmm. around the internet for a minute, and I was like, all right, cool. Let's go see what the next, because I'm, the main thing that draws me in this game is when I beat a boss, I want to go explore the new area, because mm-hmm. I've got that, like in Dark Souls, I've got that, oh, I'm in a new place feeling. Let me go see what's up. So I beat the flame lurker, fucked around for a while. I came back and I was like, all right, got about an hour or so before I go to bed. Let me go see what this new, let's go see what like area two, three is like. It's a fucking downward staircase that leads to a fog gate. I was like, uh, <laughs> no, you guys ain't throwing a boss at me already. There's got to be some, some caverns I got to go through or some shit. And I was like, nah, bruh. And I went through the fog gate, and it was Dragon God. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Am I get to, about to get Welcome my shit? Welcome to Demon Souls. Welcome to Demon Souls, bitch. You don't get no fun. Let's go trouncing around the castle. Like, oh, you, you were looking forward to that this time. Dragon God. <laughs> we sensed it. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Now, and take there's that some... away from you. That little hope, that little flame yep. of flame yep. of it enjoyment. Did. They were like, nah. It did. Nah. Because, see. Th- it, Gone. It, it tricks you because there are times in this game where you'll have to go through a fog gate and you're like, man, you're tense. You're like, man, okay, let me check my heels. Do I got enough items to heal with? Uh, do, should, maybe I got some souls. Maybe should I burn them and go level up? And, uh, and you step through the gate and it's you're just going through the area. Yep. All right, we'll just go sit. And then you're like, oh, there wasn't a boss. Whew. So you come to another fog gate and you're like, now I don't know. Am I about to go to an era? Well, this is a, well, I don't know. This is a big fucking fog gate. Oh, let's go through it. They're like, nah, just another area. You're like, man, fuck. Yep. So you finally get to a fog gate, and you're like, where's this going to lead me? Maybe down there where that treasure is. Not boss, bitch. And you're like, you motherfucker. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, this oh, this God. this third boss has some, has some very cool, uh, you have to... You have to react to certain things. It's, you don't just go attack this boss. You have to use like these spears in the area to attack him. Yeah. Getting to the spears is a challenge because it's a fucking dragon god. And he can reach out with his fists, and if he touches you, you're fucking dead. So I finally beat him too. I got two bosses done in one night. Felt really good. But that nothing beats the flame lurker. The reason why nothing beats the flame lurker is because I lost to that motherfucker like 40, 50 times. Mm-hmm. So when you finally beat him, you're like... Yes. You feel like you accomplished something. Yes. No tutorial came along and told me how to beat him. I didn't get a, hey, you can press this button and turn in kind of like a god mode and make it easy. Uh, nothing. I just had to fucking get good. Yep. That's what people mean when they say get good in this game. And it, I'm telling you, getting good has its just rewards. So, yeah. Uh, I haven't played anything else. It's just been Demon Souls. I'm not... I'm not necessarily trying to steamroll through it. It's just a game that I'm really enjoying, and I want to play through it as much as I can. I'll be playing it right now if it wasn't for doing the podcast. But uh, oh, is, that, is that right? Good stuff. You wouldn't you'd just be playing it right now? I mean, I would. You just, just like fuck it, just fuck Adam, huh? No, I mean, I'm saying, but I'm doing the podcast right just now, like so now. I'm gonna play. I mean, I. I'd rather be playing this, but I got to do this fucking podcast. Yeah, that's is that, how. Is I that where you at? That's how I look at is that, it. Is that, is that where you at? Yeah. You're taking away from this gaming that, thing is taking away from. Welcome me. to the final episode of Intertimecast, <laughs> everybody. We made it to episode two. two. And the, the true feelings came out. Mike Adam's, got a mic, and now he doesn't need to do the podcast <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Now that I spent the money on the microphone, now it's time to kill it. Yep. Yeah. 
motherfucker. The fuck am I going to do with a microphone in my house without doing a podcast? Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, talk to the microphone. I should call you through Skype on my, and be like, hey, how you doing? Like, Yo, fuck hey, you. You can rub your fucking mic in my face, my you son of a bitch. <laughs> you should use that on games. You should just be like, you know, you're playing like an online game, and you're like, hey, yeah, sounds sexy. Yeah. You're like looking over that big thing while you're trying to play the game. You know? You know, in all honesty, you know we're going to have to have a Final Fantasy fourteen versus World of Warcraft fight one day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be something. It's going to happen. It's going to be something. It's going to happen. I'm really thinking, well, you've already went to the light side. You don't play MMOs anymore. I don't play any MM- MMOs anymore because... Tell me. Asterix. Yeah. I don't have time for it. Tell the audience so they know that you don't fuck around. Tell them a little bit about your Warcraft history, your World of Warcraft history. That way they know that you're not just... About what, like the raiding guild I was in? Anything. Just tell them. Somebody's, you're trying to tell somebody what you mean when you say you play World of Warcraft. No, I, I was a uh, progression raider. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we would basically, on patch day, whenever the new raids would drop, we were first in. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd go in, get our shit. We all had our, our stuff up, you know. How long did, did you play? When? How long you been playing? Uh, whew, I want to say about since nine ish. Want to say so? However many years that is, about eight. Holy I, fuck! It's been that long. I wonder if a buddy of mine is listening to this right now because he was also a World of Warcraft avid fan guy, and he played it. I think he played it since inception. I think he played it since beta. I think mm-hmm. that was his his tout to fame. Yeah, and he yeah, also he, doesn't. He got me beat. He also doesn't play it anymore. It's just you know life happens. So. Yeah. Got stuff to do, and yeah. Wow, Wow is demanding. Wow's like, yep, you better. You want to be progression raider? You got to keep everything on point. Yeah. So I, you've got to have your pots, your flask, your, you know, all your shits enchanted, all the best stuff you can possibly have mm-hmm. at your eye level, and you got to be ready to roll when you get in there, and you know, just. Don't have time for it anymore. Yep. <laughs> you know, I will. I'll, I'll say this on my side: that I the first MMO that I ever played was God was Fantasy Star Online. I played it for the Dreamcast. I played it for a while, but that game that game is so was so different than what MMOs are now because people could drop you items, and mm-hmm. people they would be just ra- random people would be in our in the in a lobby or something be like they just walk up to you and they just drop an item on the floor and you pick it up and it's like hey here's nine 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 gold you just max out your gold for no no because they had like game sharks or whatever and they could just duplicate things and they're like mm-hmm. this game there's no difficulty here you go you can have all you want I was like cool um, I did play Final Fantasy eleven for a while no, oh no actually in comparison no I only played Final Fantasy eleven for a total of like six or seven months. Mm-hmm. And here's why I quit Final Fantasy 11. It's kind of the reason why I quit Final Fantasy 14. I took a break from 11 for, I think, two months. And mm-hmm. I put like 36, 38 games under my belt in that time. I just played games, played games, played games, played games, and it had, had a fucking blast. Yep. Well, when I went back to Final Fantasy 11, I didn't put hardly any games under my belt because all of my time went to Final Fantasy 11 and I eventually just went man I'm, I'm you got no time for anything else I'm done with that's that. why I'm so far behind on Witcher 3 yeah. is I was raiding yeah and you can't play can't play Witcher and raid at the same time there are so many different different types of gamers that play like World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy and etc there mm-hmm. are t- you don't have to do that you could just be a person if you just in, if you just enjoy going through the dungeons doing your dailies and you're fine that's fine 
you're looking at maybe an hour. You got that hunger? Yeah, you, you maybe can. have an hour, an hour and a half of your day lost. Big deal. But when mm. you, yeah, when you have that hunger, when you want to be when a raider, or you when want you're to like, progress, you know what? I refuse. Yeah. I refuse to be shittier than him. Yeah, you know, I want. I want to walk around with the best stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it draws and then, you, and it's you're talking hours upon hours of yeah. every day to grind and do these things, and you have you even want just to being even just being a cut above the average person, right? You know, makes you feel good. And Adam and I both have full time jobs. He has he has a wife and children to mm-hmm. tend to, so he has a full time job, and he's got a job when he gets home. So every time an MMO expands his mind and wants him to do more. That's just less and less time for any other game to come around. Yep. Like that's that's really bad when you get done doing the things that you quote unquote have to do in, in an MMO, and you're like, "Well, that's shit, actually it's, the problem." It's fucking ten thirty at night, and I got to go to bed eleven. I, that I'm was, not that was play actually the problem. Is I would get home, and that, this is when I knew I had to quit. I would get home and I would play, ignoring. It. I would get done with every fucking other thing I needed to do, mm-hmm. and I would start playing. And I would play from the time I got home till the time I went to bed, and I still wasn't making the time. Yep. And that's when I was like, well, you know, I just don't have enough hours to throw into this. I I can no longer meet the requirements. Yep. And that just means that I need to stop. Yeah. That's what this means, because I I can't donate any more time. It's not a quit out of anger. It's not a quit out of hatred. It's not a quit out of dislike. It's It's not a a quit. It's not a knock against the game. It's actually a credit to the game that the the game has so much shit to give you, and you're yeah, like, you I just, can't fucking, I can't. I can't balance all the plates. It's, can't it, I can't, I, I can't actually be this sick, nasty warrior that I want to be. But I will say you know? this: I will say in your defense, I've actually used you as a pedestal for some people. When people tell me in a game like Final Fantasy XIV, man, I ain't got time to raid, motherfucker. I know a guy who has a full time job, a wife children and mm-hmm. he was a raider in a fucking top guild of, of raiding in world of warcraft he didn't you don't just get up there and keep that position and show up you know every you know three, i wasn't in like three method weeks. or anything but no you know. no 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 but still <laughs> people, but we were we were we were doing good people who play these games know the level of dedication that it takes so when yeah. you say that i still had a pretty much average joe life that involved children and i still was up in you know the upper echelon, not the top tier, the cream of the crop. But I was up. I was doing the damn I thing. I could have if I if I quit my fucking job. I've got. I make method the next week. Yeah, but it would uh, you know, it it requires that next level of dedication. That I just can't do. Yeah, yeah. That, that you had to turn pro for that, and I would say I'm semi pro. Yeah, and plus <laughs> the longer you stay out. Man, you you want to go back in? The games do The problem pre- is that when the longer you stay out, the more you're like, man, every second you're not in the game, you're like, what am I losing? What am I losing? What am I losing? Yep. What am I losing? What am I losing? What thing is really hot right now, but a year and a half from now is going to be so watered down because they just want you to get through it that you're yep. not going to be able to experience it. Correct. You go through the new dungeon in 14 right now, you're like, oh, wow, the colors, the enemies, the tactics. It's cool. Well, two years from now, they're like, yeah, man. You, just look, shit stomp this real let's quick. Let's just do this so as a requirement. You need to do this dungeon one time. You're going to do this with people that are severely overleveled, and you're just going to through it, and then you're done. You're not going to – you're going to – I mean, I just I – Not shit only that, it. but you look at it, and you, you're missing your chance. Like, 
the way WoW works is the classes go like they 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 have peaks and valleys, and there are times when it's you know the warriors are just shit stomping everybody in damage, mm-hmm. and there are times when you know the fucking priests are out healing everybody, and if that's your class, man, and it's your time to shine right then, and you ain't playing. Yep. Yep. You come back, you know, and it, it, like any good raider, you're going to have two or three different classes and specs you play. But, mm-hmm. you know, when it's the one you like and you're just like, man, I missed it. Yep. You know, I could have been playing six months ago and, you know, mm-hmm. Warriors were top BPS. I don't, I don't think they actually were. But, you know, I could have been playing and, uh, you know, just completely shit stomping stuff. But now I'm just kind of ho-humming it right and- now. Also, rewinding just a bit, going back to uh, eleven, and it may have been specifically eleven. I'll you listen to this and see if War if Warcraft has or had this problem. One thing that I did not, I could not stand about eleven was that when I when I got through the jobs that I wanted to, I found samurai and I stuck with samurai. I loved samurai. Mm-hmm. And again, this is really only the people that that played eleven back in. We're talking back in the day. We're talking about like two thousand three, two thousand four era of fourteen. So this is way back in the day. Yep. Nobody liked samurai because samurai was good, sort of on its own, but it didn't. It just didn't pair up good enough with others. Other jobs did really well in a party situation. Yeah. Samurai was like, uh, you do good enough, but I could have this thief slash ninja that can do way fucking more damage and can also tank if I need him to. So I would sit in fucking Bastok, which is my favorite fucking hometown, my home automata, and just have my fucking flag up all day. Just, hey, I'm looking for a party. Nobody would pick me. I'd see the thief ninja get picked. This mage get picked. Thief ninja get picked. Thief. And it's like, man, and then you'd ask, I'd ask people, man, what am I doing wrong? Because I have gone out of my way to make these skill things and these macros and everything set up to where I can play with anybody. I can link with you just fine. They're like, yeah, but that's not the point. We have people that just out damage you. We have people that outdo this. So pretty much, unless you play these two to three specific job and slash or and, and sub jobs, we don't want to play with you. Oh, man. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to that, fucking that play a game. Problem. That was actually part of my problem the last time we went to well. I hate that. Oh, man. It, that. Look, Are you playing this job? No. They had, uh, Fuck well, you. We had Fury Warriors. I read up. You know, I did my little pre-reading before the uh, before the new expansion came out, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, looks like Fury's going to be the big shit. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like Fury's going to be where I'm going to need to go. I got in there, and, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go all through this you know, thing, I'm going to go Fury, 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 Fury. And I leveled up Fury. I got all my stuff. I had the rotation down. I had the eight, the artifact power. Now, the entire time you're doing quests and stuff, you're gaining artifact power. Right. Okay. So I'm leveling up these weapons, these ancient artifact weapons, and they're getting more powerful. I'm unlocking more skills and more damage for these weapons. Mm-hmm. And uh, right before we go into raids the fucking meta flips and it turns out that the that arms was actually coming out be- ahead oh and so, so i needed to switch to arms oh man no so no. so nah 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 brah nah brah so i went overtime mm-hmm. farming ap to get these fucking arms weapons up and before i even got to use them they nerfed it 
Oh. Oh, oh wow. So, yeah. And everybody else just kept pushing that same spec mm. and getting farther ahead on this one thing. I went, start over. Get it back up to where I was. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was, I was completely I screwed. You. I was like, oh, God damn it. That is one credit, and I, I, I have respect for World of Warcraft. Never played it. I'm, I'm, we joke about it, but I, I, I really don't ever bash it in my head. I have a respect for a fellow MMORPG player and a fellow MMORPG period. But it's one thing I did notice about Eleven that sh- that problem that I had doesn't exist in Fourteen. Yeah. You can't, you cannot have a raiding party that is like one tank, two healers, and five black mages. That shit don't work. You you have to. The game forces you to a degree to to mix it up. Oh well, no, it, you still have to mix it up in WoW. It's just to play optimal, mm-hmm. and especially for progression, optimization is goddamn king. Oh yeah, when you're at the bleeding edge, you want every every Everything. point of damage. It's professionalism. You know, you need to be you need to be on point. Your rotation needs to be there. Your you know, you need to have your gear there. You need to have your skills there. You need to be able to, you know, not take unnecessary damage. Right. You need to be, so you need to know everything, mm-hmm. and you need everything has to be prime. Right. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And when that doesn't happen, you know, it's just, you know, you start pissing people off mm-hmm. because you've got twenty other guy or nineteen other guys that are sitting there like. Dude, we're depending on you to make sure you don't fuck this up. And when yep. you fuck this up, you fuck over everybody else. Yep. So, you know, that optimization, just it has to happen. And you never want to be the... the you you, you don't want to be the guy that's slowing the raid down. You don't want to have that feeling where, like, man, we're wiping and we're wiping. And they're like, yeah, because of you. Like, oh. We're wiping because people are taking unnecessary damage. Yeah. We're wiping because you drop that in the middle of the group. We're mm-hmm. wiping because, and, you know, that's just basic raid 101 shit. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're not putting out the damage you need to, that's a bad feeling, especially mm-hmm. if that's what you do is damage. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, well, fuck. Yep. Fuck me, right? Mm-hmm. You know? I'm like the guy above the healers on the damage chart. <sighs> I'm sitting there now, like, Now well, we're speaking equal lingo. I know what you're Yeah, uh, it's just like, you know, I need to... I need to just cry. That's sad. <laughs> so, so yeah. For the for the official record, I don't play fourteen anymore. Uh, I've been I've been round and round and round about it. It's just it, it run its course for me. And actually, just again, giving just a little bit more history. This is how this is how my mind works. Okay, I had when I quit eleven. I said, man, I'm done. I, I World of Warcraft looked good, and I heard all the things about it. And I played I played Warcraft three a few times. I've Mm-hmm. Kind of knew the story, but it was so long ago. I, I've forgotten most of it. Again, I have a general respect for World of Warcraft. It's it's got some deep shit. But when I quit Eleven, I'm like, I, I said, I'm never going to another MMO. I cannot fucking do that. That is too much time, and it just ground me down. And I played just multiple games for years on end. Mm-hmm. Then you and decided was, to get back in, and instead of going to the one your buddy was on, you decided, fuck it, I played Final Fantasy fourteen. I didn't even... Did I know you when I played 14? When I started? Yeah. I remember you being like... Because I started talking yeah. to you playing WoW. And oh, you were yeah. like, No, nah, yeah. man, I ain't got time for that. I played Final Fantasy 11. And I, I can't... 
I can't do that to my life again, no. man. <laughs> can't do that to my life again. And then I was in the desert and saw a fucking picture of a character in Final Fantasy fourteen riding a Magitek armor. And, and he since was like, Final Fantasy fuck VI, at him. And I was it's like, that fuck him. Can you ride a Magitek <laughs> on the like, World of Warcraft? I got, I got like, a progression raiding guild. You can come raid with me. Six hours a day. And I said, but Adam, I can ride a Magitek armor. And you were like, what's a Magitek armor? And then I killed and I, and I killed you. And then I would be like, Magitek armor, you ride a Magitek armor in Final Fantasy VI right now. Go play that. It's a better game. So I started playing it, and I had a good time with it. But once it once the once the burn shit wears into you, it man, you're done. Yeah. When you realize you're coming home, and you're 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 you have to, man. I got when you sit down and start doing the math. Okay, I have to go run this one dungeon eighty times to get this thing. That's part of it. Now I got to go run this other raid forty times to get this thing, and I have to. And it's, it becomes work. And that's never what I've wanted my MMO to be. That's never the experience that I've went for. If I was a competitive person and I but really wanted is, to be up in the, the top is, echelon, is that, that would when, be worth it and it would be justified, but I'm not when that you get to When you get to the progression thing, it's it's demon souls. Yes. It's work, 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 work. Ah! Yep. And you fucking, everybody's just like, oh yeah. 19 people scream out yep. in unison like, Fuck yeah! I've been through it yeah. uh, again. For clarification, I I led my raid group. I was a I was a raid leader. So I actually gave it to my wife when I left, and she 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 leads it now. And she her and ran I it both straight in the ground. Her, didn't she? Yeah, that's she, what you said. Yeah, she ran it straight in the ground. You know they're they're probably going to listen to this. They're going to hear this, and they're going to go fuck you, Adam. Good. <laughs> but her, but just like, and I'm sure you've had way more than me. But yes, I've had those moments where it's like, come on, guys, come on, guys, two more hit points, two more hit points, come on, come on, shit, another guy died. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, uh, healer, I need you over here. Do this, shit, shit, chain the sack. There it is. It's not stopping. Yeah, and you have that's the moment. Where you have that jump up, throw your control in the air. Fuck yes, months we've been at this gym for. And you're going. We've had those. We got them recorded. Some of them. It's we actually hit very months, fun. But we have had. I the most wipes I've ever had was, uh, four hundred. Wow. Four hundred wipes. Wow. I actually Man. had a really good setup in mind too because, I was in two raid groups at once. And the other raid group that I was in was way ahead of my group. So mm-hmm. they would do the further ahead raids and would teach me. I'd be learning. So when we got up to that level, I'm like, yeah, okay, here's what we do. But I don't I don't know. Could you could you do two raid groups in World of Warcraft? I don't know. What do you mean two raid groups? Say that again? Could you be in two separate do you think you could be in two separate raid groups in World of Warcraft? Well, for <laughs> one, you'd have to be in your guild, so you'd have to you couldn't like I mean, you can always moonlight somewhere else. Yeah. But then your guild starts being like, well, maybe we don't want to give you gear, asshole. Yeah, see. Because you're going you gonna to fucking jump ship is what this seems like. 14 has a little bit more casual stuff than that. If you can devote the time, I mean, mm-hmm. like one group, we strictly run on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The other group, we run on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. You know, mm-hmm. you, there's no time conflict. No, we and if pu- neither one of the groups are hardcore, like, no, we're pumping this shit seven days a week, you're not really, no, you're not fucking with each other. The way the way it works in WoW is you have your raid days, mm-hmm. or the way it worked in our guild in WoW, mm-hmm. was you had your raid days, and every day you weren't raiding, you were farming. Right. You were farming on your main busting your ass to get pots flasks money for pots and flasks if you couldn't make them yourself mm-hmm. 
you know. That's the same thing in 14, man. You had to go grind off on your own. And, man. Well, I mean, even, even while you're gear. in the middle of raiding, you already got your shit. Right. You might have better gear than 90% of the fucking people out there. Right. But you're still grinding because you still need to get shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to make sure you got food. You got all this other stuff, and you're just, you know. Right. Can't, can't. It never stops. You can't slack off, and it really can't slack off. I, again, I don't know. I don't know the levels of like uh, raiding in World of Warcraft, but I. Well, you could the, be you could be very casual in raid. There, you can be very casual in WoW. WoW will let you walk in and spank the boss if you want to. Well, that's not what I mean. I walk mean in, walk in and just sneeze on it, and it'll fucking die. I'm sure this has to be the same in World of Warcraft, but mm. you can go if you, if you just want to start the story or whatever. No, if you just wanted to start in the middle of where the raid where the raids are, you could start there. There's already three or four sets ahead that, and the bleeding edge is at the newest newest, but you could start something like th- these raids. This is like four-year-old raids. Oh, no, you can go to the fucking raid that's out right now. And, you know, if, if it's been posted to LFR, you can go through there and shit stomp the last boss of the expansion. Yeah. Mm. Just go just go rub it, your fucking dick in his face and, and he'll you fall and dick over for you. Faces, yeah. But you won't see the whole story. Right. Yeah. There's a little bit they leave for Mythic. Just a see, little bit. And I guess just it's because of the bit. youth of fourteen. Back in when I started, the new when I started, the newest raid was out, of course, and mm-hmm. it was just one step ahead of the very first raid. Mm-hmm. So when I started and started with the first first raids I was behind the game, but I was only a little behind the game. As opposed to right now, if somebody started brand new and they said, I want to start, I want to do the very first tier, the very first raid and work my way up. You are way old. Nobody even does those. They don't even farm with them anymore. Nobody cares about those anymore. Oh, wow. Well, well I, I mean, they did change like them. walking and stuff like that. They did change them where they, they gave certain items that were dropped, and you would go back to pick up the item. But I'm saying, like, if you strictly went just for raiding purposes, if you just yeah. wanted to get the story of the raid, you're th- there's like eight, four, five, six tiers of raids now, so you're way behind the raiding power curve if you started from from scratch. Mm-hmm. But they just like wow, they have a way where if you wanted to grind up and get to like level, I don't know, eighty to one hundred fifty, whatever, you could. You mm-hmm. would just miss all that shit, or you would go through it at a blinding speed, and you might not retain it. So that's just. Uh, my advice to people, if you want to get an MMO, do it. Have fun. Take that experience. Have it for yourself. But I would recommend find an MMO that's kind of just starting because you you if it's halfway through or more, you're just going to like, you're just going to hand wipe so much stuff as opposed to the people that were there from day one and got to experiment. I remember the first time this dragon showed up and you're like, yeah, I, did. I never got to see that. Yep. I just there are people that will never know how, that, how bad and for how long Stormwind was fucked up. Yeah, even though the horde's better. Mm-hmm. But I can't make that judgment. I don't know. Yep, you go in there. You used to be able to go through when I you, know, you go into Stormwind and the Cataclysm where Deathwing had landed. You see giant claws and the statues were all destroyed. And then the next expansion, you saw them working on the statues. Mm-hmm. The expansion after that, they finally fixed the statues and they started working on something else. And now. 
came out fucking. And see that that's what I mean. That's awesome to be in there and watch the steps happening as opposed to the guy that comes after you four years from now and everything is just And he's what just like, Wow, there's a district over here. It's like a big park. And you're like, man, there was a you know. fucking hole in the city there for, you know, I don't four years, but you yeah. know. And, and before I, that there was like a a stockade. <laughs> I am not and will <laughs> yeah. not ever knock an MMO because there are there is an appeal there. There is a fun. There is a there's a social aspect to it. There's a uh, if you want it, there's a there's a rating aspect to it where you want to be really good and really mm-hmm. awesome. And there's a partying aspect where you and other friends are doing things together and you're conquering the enemy. There's a lot of great 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 things about MMOs, but they will suck your fucking the, soul out. The more that you get into it. It's a dangerous game. The more you, you do it, it the more it's going to start taking more and more from you. You never, you never finish an MMO. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. There is no finish line. That hits a nail on the head for me. That was also the last one, is that when I go play a game, when I spent that two-month that two month break and put those 37, 38 games underneath my belt, I finished games. Yeah. So I repeatedly had that. You I closed did, the book be, on something. I closed it and moved on. If I want to go back later, I can go back later. But when MMO, I can reread a book. When an MMO, yeah. it's always going more. Now they did, they do a decent job of giving you a little bit of closure, but you know there's always this overarching. There's another hill on the horizon. There's a there's this is the little ending we give you. You there's still a huge ending, and it's going to take expansions after expansions to, and they're never going to end it. Yeah. Until until they decide this series is done. Now I will put say the that the Demon expansion. Hunter class is cool. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking cool. <laughs> it says by far it. This thing has wings. Mm-hmm. It can double jump and it can sprint twice. Oh shit! It's like by far the most mobile class ever in, put in this game. Mm-hmm. Like hunters used to be like, oh look at me, I can do all this shit. And the demon hunters are like, I move to attack. Oh shit! You know. And so it it got real. Yeah, one of the coolest ideas they get. I I cannot. I I this just running around and fucking with that class. Mm-hmm. I would go play that game right now. And see, even with that appeal like that, the the desire for you to go back is not like it's not enough to because you know because you know when you get back in it, it's like oh. yeah. And the thing is, is I named it. I named my demon hunter prepared. 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 Now, now your demon hunter character is yeah. going to get. But Illidan was always like, "You are not prepared." <laughs> but I am prepared. Get <laughs> That's it? That's good. That's get good. it? Fucking nerd. You fucking nerd. nerd. Fucking wow. He's like, you actually are prepared. I like that. <laughs> See, it's good. He's always telling moves. everybody else they weren't me. <laughs> 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 so, let me ask you a question, man. Okay. You ever had a moment in a video game that just, like, stuck with you? It's, like, really, really sad. Like an, like an emotional, a sad, oh, a sad moment? No, like, a, just an emotional moment, really. Man. Yeah, I've had some sad moments in games. I ain't gonna lie. I I have no problem in admitting that I've, I've, I've shed a tear in a movie or two, but I think it goes, it... It just as much need to be said that yeah, I've I've had moments that teared me up in a game. There were moments that that impacted me. Yeah, yeah, there were fucking nerd. I mean, that's sure, but I mean, yeah, fucking nerd. There's music that can do that. There are books that can do that. There's movies, obviously, that can do that. There's TV shows that can do it. Yeah, video game is it's you know, you know video the games are a really form of media. Me? 
and you know, is when it was. Uh, believe it or not, it was a Call of Duty game. That's understandable. What was it? Tell and me about uh, it. You were at this funeral, and it said press X to pay respects. And I was like, man, this is this is some heavy shit right here. I'm just giving you a look. Because I thought you meant like <laughs> legit, like scripted moment, and you're like, no, this is you're just fucking around. You're fucking around. <laughs> no, not uh, not, no, 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 not what no. I thought you were going for. No, no, no. It's like it's like it's like really sad, really slow salute. No, no. Hey, buddy, I'm gonna miss you. Oh, the slow salute. Oh, so now you're talking about Metal Gear Solid Four, right? Oh. No, Metal Gear Solid Four was. When like they they had to fight on top of the thing, mm-hmm. and then With their shirts off, and their shirts were off, and their bodies were glistening. It's a different type of emotion. You trying to tell us something now, Adam? I'm trying to tell you that there's sweaty, glistening bodies just battering two, each other. Two battle-hardened just, men just just pounding each other. each other. Just pounding. Pound. We just, another oh, God, reference. Um, so uh, just, it's gonna be a thing now. Every reference we're just gonna we're just gonna reference it. Yes. Okay. So he's just, he's gonna get more popular shit than we are. That's right. So like, hey, I heard about this. Oh, yeah. This pounding. Oh, just, what is that oh, from? God. We're never gonna say who it was. Yes, I have had some very sad moments that I can remember in video game history. Um. Once I think about them, other ones come to mind. But the first one that I remember. The first one that comes to mind for me has no impact on you, has no effect on you whatsoever. I understand that. But in Resident Evil 2... Oh, God. <laughs> what? That was a good game. No, the fuck it was. You're Resident telling Evil me 2, when you play... Everybody else liked Resident Evil 2, but Resident Evil 2, to me, was like the, the turning point for the series where I knew that I was going to hate it, it was your for Final the rest Fantasy, of all time. It was your Final Fantasy 8. It, it was my Final Fantasy Eight or Final Fantasy Seven. Final was, Fantasy Seven was, was seven the, the turning of point. The end. Was se- so Seven was the turning point for you. Seven wasn't the turning point. Eight. Seven was the clear. It was the turning point for them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the turning point for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. It's we've gone off and we've switched gears twice here rapidly. But <laughs> your fault. Seven. No, it's not. <laughs> but, <laughs> we press extra no, my fault. <laughs> anyway, so. Seven was where they started putting in all this fucking bullshit, okay? And it doesn't, you have to realize it as a as an afterthought. Mm-hmm. But seven was where they were like, okay, we're going to start putting belts on shit just randomly. Mm-hmm. We're going to start making shit look fucking weird. God, completely un, be an unlike any of, you know, normal person would ever wear. And then eight, they just kicked it up like, okay, well, now we got a dominatrix chick <laughs> and some chick that wears like high shorts and fucking Adam, nunchucks. Adam. He had a motherfucking sword that Look, had a gun it evolved hilt. into a chick that wore nothing but belts as a dress. And she was cool. No, the fuck she, she wasn't. She had big old jubblies. Her big old jubblies were canceled had, out by a, the fact that she, she was, was just fucking a shit character in a shit game. Oh, my God. We are, Adam, for your sake... We are going to have a Final Fantasy bashing episode. Oh yeah, for well, you. every episode is a Final because Fantasy you episode. have at length explained to me why you turned against that series, oh, but yeah. nobody else, nobody on this podcast knows exactly how hard that turn was. Oh, they was, need to was, know. It was straight up like, oh god. If we again tangent, yes, 
I liked Final Fantasy VII. I, I, I was indifferent it. to eight. I did play through it once or twice, but it never like gripped me. Mm-hmm. It never, it never made me hate it, but it never made me like it. Final either. Fantasy VIII made me hate it. Nine, I was like, you guys are trying to come back to form. It's kind of okay, but it, again, it didn't stick with me. I didn't yep. hate it. I didn't love it. Ten, it looked better. But again, I could take it or leave it. For for all the battle system, I thought was pretty cool in ten. But again, it was not like, wow, Final Fantasy is just leading the pack. Eleven was an MMO, so that's its own story, which we just talked about. Twelve, I fucking loved. Thirteen, I bought thirteen actually when I went to uh, Texas when I was doing uh-huh. that when I was doing that training in Texas, and I yeah. bought that thing. I'm pretty sure that's another one, like another RPG we'll talk about someday. I made it all the way close to the end of that game, and I did not beat it because I just I was like that. Mm. As the point I'm getting at is, your turning point was seven. It was pretty much around eight. Yeah. Mine, seven, seven, mine. I gave it all the way till thirteen. Seven was fine. I was completely fine with seven. You should be because it's a good all game. the way through seven. It's mm. when eight hit, and I look back at seven and said. Oh no! I should. It's like Game of Thrones, where like the motherfucker gets stabbed at the wedding, and then you start thinking about all the shit that just happened. Are you trying so to tell me? So I look back at Final Fantasy VII. It's like look at my belts. Are and you I'm trying like, to tell what the hell's me? going on here? Are you telling me legit that eight made you look back and not like seven? Eight made me look back and not like some of the directions they took going into oh, seven. Okay. But when I look back even further at the concept art for Final Fantasy VI. And for fucking Final Fantasy oh, no. four, do it. and for Final fucking Fantasy, mm-hmm. okay. Then I realized that these people were just retarded the entire time, and I never noticed it let's, let's, until let's just, the fidelity of the games got enough to where they could make these ridiculous fucking costumes come to life. And that is when I realized that I will never play this fucking series. Adam, again. Is a, it is unfair to just judge a it whole entire gaming series to, based to off their them. costumes. Come on. It is it is completely fair. The guy had a fucking sword that had a gun hilt on it. Come yep. on. That's yep. cool. Come on. Come on. His buddy had a, Come on, had a scar across his face. And then he had a scar on the opposite eye. And then when they kissed, the scars Adam, touched each Adam, other. Adam. There was a fucking airship that was designed after there a dragon. There was an airship that's internal layout did not make any motherfucking sense whatsoever. You'd go left, and then left again, and then up, okay, and then left, and you came I'm out sorry. in the basement in I'm the bottom sorry. right of the fucking ship, hey, hey, and you're like, what Chrono, the fuck am about, I doing here? Think about Chrono Cross right now. You're thinking about it. Just oh, think about Chrono you. Cross. Fuck you. <laughs> It is so easy to put you in a whirlwind of hate. I just got to talk about Final Fantasy ah. VIII and Chrono Cross, and you just want to fucking kill everything. <laughs> the foam starts coming out of my mouth. <laughs> it's it is <laughs> it took and look, I was because this is rather topical right now around this period. Uh-huh. Final Fantasy Thirteen was the point was the turning point for me. I said nope. I made it all the way through. I I don't even remember where the fuck I stopped playing, but I'm pretty sure it was toward the end of the game. I said I'm done. Oh no, I knew the exact moment Dunsky. I gave up on Final Fantasy. Wow, the moment you I gave, know the moment I gave up on today's Final topic. Fantasy. When did Adam give up on Final Fantasy? I can tell you the, the moment. Exact. That's not the topic. The, the today, slow, folks. the slow. We'll get the, to it. <laughs> the slow decay. I Final Fantasy Eight. I was like, man, I. Fucking did not like that game, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, they put out a bad one. Let me play Final Fantasy Nine. Man, <laughs> the entire time, man. This is before man. Then I got cool. to the end and I didn't even beat it. Didn't even beat it. I told you about this. I got the fucking arc. Yeah, I finally your, got the fucking arc. Summon. I got the last you. little place where you pitch a tent, and I just 
fucking stop playing the game. But <laughs> but I was still optimistic. Like maybe maybe they could turn this shit around. And then Final Fantasy X came out, mm-hmm. PS2, and I was like, all right, this is it. This is the moment. This is your chance. This is where it's gonna fucking shine. And I started playing the game. I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. He's Dan Arkin. Okay, it doesn't quite make sense. Well, yeah. yeah. And then he went. And I said, I threw the controller down. I got up. I ejected the disc, and I flung it. <laughs> and I've never played another Final Fantasy since then. Wow. Yep. So as much as it's a meme, they actually as much embedded as it's a, a little bit into my wall. And it was like a notch in my bedroom wall <laughs> where the CD or the DVD or whatever the fuck that thing was. <laughs> Fucking printed it on. It was crafted on pure hatred. No, it was, apparently was. No, that was Chrono Cross. <laughs> that wasn't the disc. This was this was printed on fucking ridiculousness and tomfoolery. That's <laughs> actually very impressive that you can think of a moment in a game that specifically made you go, I am done. Yep. I'm done. I'm, I can't. I'm, so that you said, oh, well, I played Final Fantasy XI. I didn't. What, what? I didn't even look at it. They were like, it's coming out. It's and an, I was it's like, an MMO. Yeah, nope. I can understand you not, but 12? Yep, 12. 12, de- 12 by default didn't get played. Sucks. I didn't even know it came out. But they were see, like, hey, now, look, Final Fantasy XII's out. And I was like, now oh, here's, really? This is where I can relate to you. I have told you that if 10 is your turning point, it sucks that you, you're never going to play 12. I mean, you, you are. You do owe me that, 10 by was the way. my stop. Adam and I, I'm going to put this on the podcast right now. Adam and I have a pact that I was to give him one RPG in exchange for playing Final Fantasy XII. I was to give him one RPG that he had never played before, even whether whether he wanted to play it or not, whether it was in his wheelhouse or not, and he would play it. And in turn, I would do the same. His, so I picked something that I thought that he would get something out of, and he gave me a fucking Final Fantasy game, knowing that I hated them. He gave me Xenogears, which I've already played through twice, but again, if if, you, if any Joe Blow was to come up the street and just quiz me about Xenogears, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. There's a guy named Fei Fong Wong in it, and He's there's really fucking cool. And there's mechs, and there's a red-headed priestess kind of girl, I think. I don't fucking know anything, and I've been a hundred percent through that game twice. So he said, "Okay, well here's yours. You need to go through Xenogears again, and maybe now in my thirty-five year age, maybe I can have things more set in concrete. Maybe I can understand it more." But I don't. I said, "Okay, mine for you is to go play Final Fantasy twelve. And boy, you would think you would think that I was asking this guy to go murder his wife. Like you, you, I, that would be why? a lot easier than playing Final Fantasy twelve. Wow." That game is not. You don't know that that game is not that bad. You just think it is because you hit your point. What I'm, what the, the point I was getting to earlier is this is how I relate to everybody right now is because there are a lot of legitimate gamers that they'll give Final Fantasy 15 maybe a seven or an eight out of ten. They'll say from a gameplay perspective, it's actually very fun and it's worth playing. And I've me, I'm like, man, 13 was my point. 13 was the point where I said, I don't care what you throw at me. I'm not playing another one. They have burned that stake with me. I will, let me ask you this before we get back to the actual topic. Do you think whenever Final Fantasy VII Remake is come, do you think you'll play it? Man, you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it. You're not giving me a yes, but you are thinking about it. You're not coming flat out and going, no, I'll never play no. Final Fantasy VII was okay. Right. I I didn't hate Final Fantasy VII. I hated what it represented to me. 
mm-hmm. which was the point where the fidelity became it started becoming less about well let's tell a good story and more about let's do flashy bullshit right okay and it became you know for all the reasons people hate sword art online okay this is why and it, final fantasy became that it became less about being like okay well let's tell a good story and let's shove our heads as far up our ass as we can and make it look really good. Are you talking about Metal Gear Solid 2 right now? I'm talking about Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Fuck you. Yup. You really want to go? I parry a giant mech sword. You want to go? Grab the sword. You want to go today? fling it and then run up the blade while it's still being hurled into space. And then cut it into pieces. And then cut those pieces into yet smaller pieces. With the lives on the line. <laughs> you don't know anything about that because you I never don't. played that game. I don't. God. But, yeah. No, That's Kojima it. is my, his head is up his ass, and I've... <laughs> Kojima's head being up his ass is... Kojima knows his head is up his ass. And he revels in it. And he fucking relishes every second of it. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's the cool thing is you th- you don't know what the fuck is going on in metal gear because it's just like i'm really super realistic and then i'm just wacky as fuck yeah and then i'm back to realistic it's like yep. what 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 no yep. final fantasy no it's it just stays out there in the retard zone and stays out there and yep. stays out there and then you want to you want to try to get back on the topic now 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 that you've had your way of hating on Rising you Revengeance. You want to go ahead and, and talk about... Uh, you want me to go ahead and start talking about Resident Evil? I mean, yeah. that... You want to talk about the turning point in Resident Evil? It was Resident Evil 2. No, we're going to... We can have Resident, Resident Evil 2. We can, we, the exact moment oh you're talking about. God. When Ada Wong was like, I'm dead! I'm dead! She was, and she declared, and tell you she walked right off now. the screen. If all I'm going to do is tell you the times in my life when gaming moments were sad to me, and you're going to just bash them. I'm not going to bring them up. Good. I'm going to pout. Good. Fuck you! <laughs> I had I had reason. I have more to say about this. Okay. I'm not I'm not just going to talk about this moment and be like it was sad. Now your turn. There's, I'm going to explain some things about this. Okay, explain it. So spoilers. Well, we can't say spoilers because I said it earlier. When Ada Wong dies in Resident Evil Two, that was a mo- that was for some reason a prime moment in my life where I where that moment touched me that was like Ooh. man this is sad this this actually got to me now there's a myriad reasons why this could have happened maybe the game story and the plot was just engineered that way and they built it up just like a standard movie and it was meant to be sad it was directed and produced to be sad so you felt sad maybe I was just I'm a dumb victim of that stuff I have no problem admitting that when I look at it now, I mean, I played the game recently, and it didn't hit me because it's already had that time in my life where I've had that sad moment. But back then, when I played Resident Evil 2, when I was, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, when it got to that part in the game and she died, I was sad. Like, it, it actually it brought out an emotion for me. Now, that's a good thing. I mean, regardless if, if, if you or anybody else thinks it's a corny thing and oh, I was just Capcom doing Capcom's thing, it registered an emotion to me that was not just, yay, I beat a game. It was not just a, man, fuck, I can't get past this point. It brought out sadness in me. Now, up until that point, there were movies that have done that, a couple of them, a few of them, and we may talk about that someday in some random uh-huh. movie thing, but that showed me that it it added another level of gaming to me. It added another level of, hey, there's other emotions that this shit can bring out of me. 
So now today, if I watch it, Ada, I mean, I'm not, it doesn't strike me because I've already had that moment. I'm, I'm tempered to it. But back then when it happened, it affected me. And that was maybe, it might not even been the first, but it is for me a prominent moment where I can look at somebody and say, yeah, this moment brought out emotion in me. What yeah. about you? Do you have any that can make you say that? That a moment where you went, oh man, that hurts well, me to my heart. We talked. We talked That's about sad. Final Fantasy Seven before, mm-hmm. and I mean legit we ta- moments. We not. Ta- we talked about Final Fantasy Seven, and everybody knows what the fuck happened in Final Spoilers. Fantasy Spoilers. Everybody knows. Eris got her. Girl she got wang paled by Sephiroth, and Cloud what? got cooked I'm, I'm right sorry? in front of her. I'm sorry? What? Wang paled? Yep. Sephiroth came down with his big dick and stuck it straight into Can her. Can we do a right side tangent where you explain to me what wang paled is? That's to impale someone with your wang. <laughs> I should have known this. Never mind. Tangent over. Okay. Move on. So, anyway... I actually didn't get any fucking response out of that whatsoever. Neither did I. Now, why didn't you get response out of Because that? it got spoiled about three months before I played what the game. What do you know? Same here. Some, <laughs> some fucking dipshit on a fucking school ride was talking about it, and I just happened to be listening because I hear any video game conversation. They're talking, they're talking, they're talking, and they, oh, yeah, and then there is time. She got stabbed through the fucking bag by Sephiroth, and I was like... I don't know if this should mean something or not, but I I don't know if I should have heard that. And then when it happened in the game, I was like, oh, I bet that was very fucking important. I bet that was pretty impactful. Yep. Well, not for me, but I did have a couple of uh, a couple of big moments. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. I think I think number one, the number one saddest thing was when the Nami died and says. Suicoden 2. Mm, yeah. That was a big thing. Spoiler alert, the Nami dies in Suicoden 2. So for those of you that listened to the last podcast and we told you to, you need to go play Suicoden and it's, up and it's, his RP, it's in the top RPG list of his, the Nami's going to die. Sorry. Please don't listen to this podcast. No, no. I mean, listen to the podcast. Don't listen to this part. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell, tell us about it. Okay. Tell us about what happened. Tell us how so, it affected so you. The cool, all thing about, the cool thing about like Suicoden 2, I told you it was the music. The music carried prominent themes throughout the entire game the mm-hmm. entire series really mm-hmm. um they, they do through repetition of, of musical tones and stuff like that every time the nami came she had her own theme mm-hmm. and every time she came on the fucking screen she was high energy excitable the first time you meet her you go to your house and you walk through the entire house you don't fucking find her she's not in any of the damn rooms you walk outside and she comes Boom, tackles your ass and starts slamming your fucking head up against the ground. Like, oh my God, are you okay? And then she starts like checking you out and she's like, okay, I guess you're okay. And you, yeah. you can tell that like this guy had a really special relationship with his sister. Right. And, um, yeah. So you go through the entire game and they go through some shit. And you end up where you finally, the main character meets up with his best friend in the game. Mm hmm. And he's with the Nami because the Nami's always with the main character. She came take him out of the fucking party. She's going. Yeah, you know. And uh, it's not even just like a like a. It's not like a. There's not a lover relationship with these two. They're like they're like brother and sister in a really cool way. Yeah, and that they're inseparable. Like yes, yeah. And um, so anywho, you go in there and you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll uh, I guess I'll go in here and be. In, you know, meet my 
super duper friend and you meet him and another guy third party sees that okay well you got this guy this guy both in the same place i'm gonna just fucking rain arrows on him and kill him Mm -hmm. and so you know nanami notices it and she goes oh shit arrows and he goes oh hell no and you know everybody they start he's like okay well don't worry grandpa taught me this technique where i can block fucking arrows and she misses one Mm -hmm. plugs her right in the chest and at that moment i have this as my fucking screen on my goddamn pc Mm -hmm. if you ever see my desktop Mm -hmm. it's you know they both just they're both standing over her. They both turn around towards him and proceed to shit stomp this dude. It's a not, it's a boss fight, but it's not losable, right? You know, and um, so he the boss rolls up in there. And he gets completely shit stomped, mm-hmm. but you can't. You, know, you get back and you have this badass doctor, and he still can't fucking save her. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of the. Uh, you know, the music in the entire castle changes. Mm-hmm. The entire castle changes, and where you could walk through and talk to, you know, the shopkeeps and the et cetera's, and everybody was like, hey, how's it going, blah, 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 blah. They changed every single person's dialogue. They, it, it's in the game, it expresses a video game way of mourning. Correct. Where people in the game, just even just semi-random NPCs that you have in your castle that you rarely talk to, are like, they're paying respects to you. Yeah. They're like, I mean, if you need anything, you know, I don't know what to well, say. They don't, even, right they don't even go that far. Most of them just go, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Just, they just say your name and dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, yeah. You end up moving on, and there is a way to where you know you can get her to live. Yeah, in typical sweet code fashion. Your first playthrough, you're almost guaranteed not to have that happen. Yeah, and it really, it's really poignant. I guess mm-hmm. you'd say. Yeah, it affects so you. That that's an emotional moment for me. Well, I can definitely think of another one for me. Uh, and keeping in the sweet code and uh, mind frame. Um, I really hope we don't shy away people that are like, oh, they're just going to talk about Sweet Coden for a while. Guys, we can't help it. This, uh, this this series is so good. Now, Adam will tout to you that 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and Gaiden or Gaiden are all great games. I personally, only 1 and 2 exist to me. That's a personal preference. But again, kind of like Dark Souls and Demon Souls, you play Sweet Coden 1, you're going to fucking love it. You forgot tactics. Yeah, and tactics. If you play Sweet Coden <laughs> 2, you are slightly out of the loophole over the big overarching themes, but it's a great standalone game. Both these games are so good. If you're an RPG fan and you have some way to play these games, you owe it to yourself to do it. It's good. It's the equivalent to me of you walking through life and saying, well, I know I've never played Final Fantasy IV. It wasn't as popular as Final Fantasy VI, or I mean good as Final Fantasy VI, or as popular as Final Fantasy VII, but it's a damn good game. You owe it to yourself to play but keeping in the sweet code mind frame, a sad moment for me. Now, this happened later. This happened way after Resident Evil 2. But actually, probably not by many years, given the fact that you know Resident Evil 2 is on the PlayStation, and so is Sweet Code 2. Um, and Sweet Code 1. In Sweet Code 1, spoiler alert, the 
guardian type character of the main character. The main character's name's Tyr McDole. The guardian type character. Now you're talking about sworn guardian, like they've been with you since you were a kid. They're your sworn protector. They're your family protector. All that good stuff. In this game, he has he does what you would think a guardian would eventually have to do, and he lays his life down for the main character. Um, if you're still listening to this and the spoilers, I'm not going to go. We're not going to try to go into severe detail. We want to give you an overarching experience of what goes on so you kind of have a grasp of why these things affected us the way they do and adam please correct me if i'm wrong on this and forgive me if i am it's it's literally been over a decade since i played sweet code in one i know shame on me but i remember this shit when it happened so the 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 scene that i'm going to point to at the end i know that one but all the details that led to it i may have wrong i apologize you go to storm a castle you're going to storm a prison. You, I'm sorry. See? You see what I mean? You go to, I just have that. It's a building of some sort. You go mm-hmm. to storm this prison. You go do your shit. You go to leave. You go to escape. Right at the last door, you get locked in. And the enemy starts pouring in these fucking deadly spores. And if you're in this room for too long, I mean, it's a theme. In the, it's a theme with this guy. I mean, he uses this as part of his tactics and his armies and everything. Mm-hmm. If you get by these, if you're exposed to them for too long, they are going to literally eat you alive and kill you. Yeah. Well, Grimio, the guardian character, so to speak, of of Tyr, looks around and says, hey, we, we can't get out. They're all like, we need to get out. We need to get out. Well, he goes and finds a latch and opens the door, but as soon as he lets the latch go, the door shuts. And I don't even remember all the words that are said, but I, re- I do remember after you pointed it out to me, uh, he kind of gets this, I know they're going to stop me, but he opens the door and shoves the main character out the door. Yep. Sh- everybody follows because they're like, oh shit, are you okay? And he shoves him out the door and lets the door go. Now you don't see it. Of course, the game doesn't show it to you. Yeah, it kind of pans away. It pans away, but you know what's happening in that room. And they're banging on the door, and Tear doesn't say shit. Tear doesn't have dialogue in this game, so you are Tear. That's 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 the anchor for this game. You are him, and everybody's trying to get in. And they're like, no. And I think Grimio says a few things, doesn't he? Yep. He there talks he to him through the door. He basically he... just says, you know, have a good life, and yep. You know, I can I can't even fucking see anymore. Yep. It oh man, the, goes, oh god, I goosebumps when you they're, said they're that. eating my dick first. I stuck now my dick in the spores. I don't know why then I did you had that. To ruin it. Damn. No, he's talking to him through the door Damn. while he's dying, and yes. then the camera pans away again, and eventually the door gets just unlocked, and they can go in. And the scene that I remember, the one that gripped me the most, was when you go back in there. A telltale sign of Grimio was his uniform. I mean, he had some generic clothes on him. He had like a little green cape. He had a green cape that he always wore, and he fought with a, a little a battle axe. And when Tyr goes into that room, on the ground is just the cape and just the axe. And now remember, this is sprite-based, so they put detail in the way that they do it. But he walks up to it, he looks down at it, and he falls to his knees. And he falls to his hands, and then his head droops down to the floor. And then they fade away. No words, no crying emotional. There's some music to it, but there's no like big funeral scene. It's just him coming into this room and realizing the guy that's been by his side since he was a baby is mm-hmm. dead. And they show that in a sprite form and it impacts you. 
And I remember that. I mean, even right now, just goosebumps thinking about it. It it, it hit yep. me. It was designed to be sad, and it was sad. It's it wasn't very, hokey sad. It wasn't. Sad oh scene. no, Eris got stabbed in the back, and we got a. Sorry, guys. I had that one ruined for me. I did not have this one ruined for me. Nobody spoiled Grimio dying for me, and it fucking sucked. So yeah, Sweet Coden's known for having moments like that, positive and negative. I mean, positive and hey, sad. Hey, one more time. You had a uh, same series, Sweet Coden. This is the one you didn't finish. Uh, one of the ones you didn't finish. Um, but in Suicoden 5, you have yet another. And this one, it she's kind of a meld between the two. She's kind of like your little sister, mm-hmm. but she's your protector. Mm-hmm. She's your protector, but she's not very good at it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, she tries. She's got a good heart. Yeah. So she's uh, <clears throat> she ends up you know, in meeting a very similar fate, but this happens at the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, <clears throat> you know, things go down and she dies like right in your arms as the game's ending. Wow. And it, it, if you don't have everything in place to prevent that from happening, mm-hmm. then the game will just be like, nah. That's how it is. Wow. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no getting over it. There's no getting revenge. It just happened that way. Yeah. Game over. And <clears throat> you'd say that was another sad moment. For oh you. yeah. That'll, well, that'll rip you right in fucking half if you if you didn't know it was coming. Well, I remember getting out of the sweet code and wheelhouse. This is one that you and I both can talk about. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Mass Effect Two. Oh, and there's some other present audience here that will know what we're talking about, too. But let's talk about Morden. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how you shot fucking Morden. Hey, can you wait? Can you let me know? Can you let me fuck no, this chicken? No, you shot him. You didn't let Morden wait. Let's give the audience some context of what's going on here before you just spoil the whole spoiler. Good God. Spoiler alert. We're about to spoil Mass Well, Well, he's already said it now. But So, okay. And again, Adam may correct me if I get these details wrong, but this is just the basic way that I remember it. So, there's this genocidal disease that's out there that is at the present in motion killing this entire race of beings. Not necessarily genocide. Well, it's it's stopping them from producing at the rate that they should. So, it's Correct. not killing them off. It's just instead of you having 7 billion, you have like 400. Yeah. It stops your reproductive it, it's rate. It's population It's control. bad. If your race... It's not able to reproduce the right way. It's bad for you. That's the point I'm getting at. Yeah. Well, this guy, this scientist, was either in charge of or he did create this. He helped modify it. He helped modify it. It was called the genophage. And it was designed to basically stop Krogan's. Krogan's, if I remember right, they could have like 400 babies at a time. They'd have like a clutch of eggs. Yes. They were, think of of the Zerg almost, just an offset. Think of the Zerg from StarCraft. They, They could just multiply in mass and this race came along and said hey we need to stop this because they are a warlike race not only are they a warlike race but they are reproducing like mad if we let them continue this we're just going to have a universe overrun of these war-ridden people these war-ridden beings war-riddled beings whatever so we're going to make this disease type thing that's going to stop the reproduction rate. Instead of them being able to make 400 babies at a time, it, it might make two or three. And that's even if they survive the harsh lands of where they come from and if blah, 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 blah. Well, 
the guy that actually engineered or helped engineer and basically make it gains a conscience over time. He, over the time of the game of Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 1, a little bit, there's backstory to it, he basically realizes, hey, this is fucking wrong. I really shouldn't do this. I have a moral obligation to fix this. So, in kind of a side questy way that turns into part of the main quest, Morden goes to this planet and says, I've developed this thing. It's like a gas. I'm going to release it out into the winds of, of the universe, and it's going to basically get out there like spores, and it's going to cure the genophage. I'm going to make the genophage, and I'm going to cure it. Well, you, Shepard, and Morden, like all the other characters in Max Effect, have, have, have developed this bond. But I think a lot, and I would argue, I'm, I'm sure there are people that had people like Miranda. I'm sure people liked all the other characters in Mass Effect 2. And there was probably some where you say, this was my favorite character. My favorite character in Mass Effect 1 was Rex. Uh, Mass Effect 2, Morden. I'm sorry. Just his character, the way he he has a unique personality, and he's really cool. And I'm pretty sure that right now, a lot of people that play Mass Effect was like, "Yeah, I like Morden." You, you, it's kind of argue, it's kind of hard to argue that Massive that Morden was a cool guy. He was a very cool being. Um, he was a scientist. He talked really fast. It was part of their genetics and everything. It was part of their being. I think they, what the Salarians only lived like what thirty years, forty, forty years. So they they developed their speech to talk really fast. They they cut out useless words. They cut in out language. articles, and so, they would just get the point across as fast yes, as possible. They would talk very fast, and they make sure they get the point across. They just they just they, just, they were very unique. I'm 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 tangenting here. The point is that not only did Shepard have a good relationship with Morden, but players had a good relationship with Morden because everybody liked Morden. You can't not like Morden. He's a fucking awesome dude. Well, you go to this planet, and Morden's like, "All right, Shepard, I have this cure. I'm going to go up to this elevator. I'm going to put this thing in this pod or whatever. It's going to disperse the cure of the genophage across the universe, and I'm going to fix this problem." And this is where my details are a little blurry, but again, I'm just trying to get a point across. As you're going there, Shepard's dictator at at the time, the uh, he's the renegade. Yeah, the elusive man. The elusive man and his or his cohorts or somebody hits him up on the comms and they say, "Hey, Shepard." No, it was a, this was the uh, was it the, the Solarians. Was it the Solarians? The Solarian counselor did not want them to actually cure the genophage. Yeah, they so, thought it was the correct call. Yeah, they. Oh, this. You're right. The Solarians are like, no, don't let him do this because this is. They, he, they're basically trying to side you against Morton. They say, basically, they say we did the genophage for a reason. Yes, Krogan will here's all the facts. I mean, it, it's it's a classic. You know, Walking Dead video game, classic Mass Effect, classic choose it. You know, you're faced with a really hard choice. Here's the choice. They they tell you that this is why you need, this is why you need to let him do this. I'm sorry. From Morden's perspective, Morden says, this is why you need to let me do this. He gives you all the facts, and they make logical sense. Well, the Salarians give you reasons why you need to stop him, and they all have warrant. They all have weight. They make sense. So the game, the Salarians, but the game puts a choice in your hands. Morden's at this console. He's going to do this thing. And, uh, man, goosebumps. These are why I love these conversations, because when these moments touch you and hit you in a way that they physically bring goosebumps out of me. 
Morton's at the console. He's getting shit ready. There's all kind of other shit going on at the moment. But Morton's like, hey, I've got like two minutes. I've got to, I've got to do this. Got to punch this in. Got to go up here. I'm going to go up this elevator. Shepard, I'm going to get this done. Shepard walks up behind him. And he's like, and again, I'm paraphrasing, mind you, but I'm just setting the stage for people that may have not well, played this. They have like a little conversation. They have a conversation about it. And slowly but surely, because Shepard is so good at charisma, he slowly starts working in, basically, hey, man, you, you're not going to do this. And Morden, being a highly intelligent person, gets it. He goes, okay, I know what's going on, Shepard. Yeah, you, you, you're trying you, to fuck this. You're trying to fuck this up. You don't want me to do this. And you, mm-hmm. and you're, you being Shepard, you're like, come on, man, listen to reason. Check this out, blah, blah, blah. And Morden's not having it. Nope. Morden has a solid fucking foot on this plan. And he's like, Shepard, I've heard your reasons. I've heard I've heard the Solarian's reasons. I get why you're why you want me to do this, but I'm the one who did this. It is my choice to stop it. And I'm choosing to stop it. And Shepard's like, I can't let you do that. And Shep and Morden's like, Well, Shepard, I don't care. I'm going to do this. And Shepard raises a gun and points it at him. Now, right here already, I was already impacted because to me, that was the equivalent of Shepard pulling a gun on Rex. That was the equivalent of Shepard pulling, pulling, pulling the gun on Caden on Malenko or Marinko, whatever the fuck his name was. Anytime that the main character in a negative way in that game, and I don't mean the, the renegade pull the trigger like, let's have a bad moment. I mean, he pulled a gun in the story on his friend. That already yep. affected me. But he pulls the gun up and he points into Morden. And Morden looks at him and is like, I'm fixing to turn around and I'm going to go up that elevator and I'm going to cure the genophage. Do what the fuck you got to do. Basically, do what you got to do. Yeah. And he turns around and the game puts it in your hands. Right then. Pull and the then trigger. To make it even worse... It's a trigger button that you pull. Yeah, you have you can't just sit there and think about it and, and you know, oh man, let me weigh out the options. No, you got a timer kicking down because Morton's walking. And you got a choice. You can either shoot your fucking friend in the back and do what you want, or you can let him go and he'll go cure the genophage. Now, of course, in standard Mass Effect fashion, both choices have a, a little movie. They both have a story play out, and they both take a diverging path for characters. I, on that playthrough, on my my first playthrough, Morden's my fucking friend. As much as we joked about it, I didn't Mm -hmm. shoot him. I let him go. And I played that scenario out. But not just from you, but from other people. I had heard, hey, man, do you know what happens if you shoot him? I was like, no. Well, me being me, in the age we live in, I went and Googled that shit and put it on YouTube. Shepard pulls a gun on Morden, says, Morden, I can't let you do that. And not only that, not only that, but Morden has this attitude like, you fucking asshole. That's basically how he makes you feel. He's mm-hmm. like, you mean, you, you're you supposed to be my friend. You're supposed to be on my side, and you're going to do, man. It's I'm, like, it's not the right decision. You said so yourself. It has to be done. And he goes, I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. So... You know, he stops being logical for a second, and he goes, I was wrong. Yeah. And he just he yells it out. So you should, you're supposed to be on my side. You're supposed to see my, you're, you're supposed to be on my team. You're going to pull a gun on me. I'm turning around, and I'm going up that elevator. Do what the fuck you got to do, Shepard. He turns around. And if you shoot him, you shoot him, and you kill him. 
and he dies there. He dies right before his life he is He actually dying. gets up in the he, elevator. He actually gets up in the elevator. He gets 99% of the way, and right before he can actually physically press the fucking button, he dies. Yep. And then it pans back to Shepard, and this was the scene that got me. Shepard looks at his gun and fucking throws the thing and walks off. And I was like, damn. So all those moments together just... Mm. There, it's, it's something that I cannot take away from Mass Effect Two. It had a, it did a very good, very good thing of making you feel a strong, strong emotion. You've got the friendship bond emotion. You've got the, you, you are suddenly turning on your friends, friendship. You are, you are making some decision that you're putting somebody else's words and somebody else's logic into what you know you should have your fucking boys back. Yep. And then you have the decision of killing him. It adds so much, and it's. It's so good. It's sad, but it's so good. So very good. So what about you? Got any other ones? Any, uh, I got another one from Mass Effect. Oh, sure. Just, just keeping a Mass Effect house for Yeah, Yeah, just, just only do two games in this whole fucking thing. All right. Um, I mean, it's not, it's, not, it's not our fault. Yeah, Mass it's, Effect it's is our fault. We're, we're terrible at this podcast thing. Mass Effect has lots right, of... Podcast. It's a story. All right. So, anywho, at the end of... Uh, Mass Effect. Spoilers. If you manage to keep what spoilers, I'm just I'm telling what? them, not you. What uh, you can't hear All because right. your head your headphones are on. Oh well, anywho. So at the end of Mass Effect, if you manage to keep Liara the entire time, she does a little mind meld with you right at, right before you leave on that final mission. Uh huh. She's like, oh, well, she does the whole embrace eternity thing. Mm-hmm. And this time it's a little bit different. If you're paying attention, you notice she does a little bit more than she normally does when she does the whole embrace eternity thing, which is what Asaris do when they want to mind meld slash fuck slash whatever. Mm-hmm. You tell this time she snagged some DNA off there. Mm-hmm. This time she was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get the second chance at this, so I'm going to go ahead and make a baby. Oh, whoa. That's that. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty impactful. Since that's like as you're going around in that last little part, and you're talking to all the people, you know, mm-hmm. and for the last time, you're like, "Oh, goodbye, Rex. I'll never see you again because I'm gonna go die." Oh, spoilers. He dies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, as you're going through there, you know. The final time you get to talk to Leora, she's like, I'm taking a baby from your ass. Wow. Yep. And, you know, she lays an egg or something a couple of days later. I don't she la- <laughs> <laughs> this really sounds like I imagine it. Sorry, lay eggs. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> she sits on it through the matriarch face. I'm not. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, this, the idea is kind of touching. Yeah. Not necessarily sad. It definitely, I mean, it's kind of sad that she realizes that like this may be the last time. Yeah. Like it, 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 the, the, the fact that she realizes this could possibly be the last chance I'll have to do, say, be anything with or about you, and she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and take this chance now. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was pretty cool. That was, that was pretty cool, but I, I mean, you know, as far as emotional moments in games, I don't really have a whole lot of, like, extreme touch, 
you know, touching moments where I was like, man, you know, that stands out more than anything. You telling me the moment? But I have had like not like sad, not like in a sad way. That's you're a cold person. I am. I'm a cold-hearted bastard motherfucker. Yeah. And it takes a lot to get through my heart of fucking stone. But but there are a couple of moments where I was like, man, that's that's pretty cool. Mhm. That's pretty cool. If you ever played any of the Lunar series, which is another fucking great game. Oh shit. Speaking um, to somebody that gave us some feedback and talked about some Lunar stuff, here's mm-hmm. some Lunar love for you. Yeah. Well, Coming to you straight from the from the love side. of Adam's heart. No, Lunar. There, Take no. it away, Adam. <laughs> That's my radio spiel for for Lunar. Oh, like Lunar, yeah. Anyway, so Lunar is a very musical like game. Mm-hmm. Like it was and the little list we did the other time is one of those games where it's like, ah, I hate to bump this son of a bitch off because Lunar is all about the music. Mm-hmm. Um, in Lunar 2, the events of Lunar 1 have already come to pass. And, you know, essentially the Magic Emperor rose up and the last Dragon Master went out, got his fucking shit, and stomped his shit in. Okay. And also... You know, basically took the goddess Althena and said, you know, this is my girlfriend. We're fucking going to go live off and have kids and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, she surrendered all her power. Um, She surrendered all her power in the first game. Spoilers. And um, Too late. You know, we're really bad about this. We are so thing. bad about this. Yeah. So anyways, more spoilers. Uh, they... This new being comes in, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to start fucking shit up. And um, Lucia, who is kind of like the twin sister to Luna, who was the goddess Althena in the first game, Mm -hmm. she comes back from the blue star to the silver star, which is where the game takes place, Mm -hmm. and she decides to, uh, you know, look for Althena. And she finds out that Althena basically said, fuck it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna live out the rest of my life as a mortal, with you know this dragon master that I love, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna fucking die, and I just left my magic all throughout the world, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> essentially she goes, okay, well I guess this is this this just doesn't sit right with me, man. Luna left a a in the area where the final battle of Lunar took place. Luna left a projection of herself. Mm-hmm. to talk to Lucia and she says basically you need to believe it I, you couldn't have got here without the humans by your side I'm sure you've made a bunch of friends to get this far and if you did then you need to believe in them you need to believe in what they represent they have their ma- they have my magic inside of them mm-hmm. they carry it with the power of humanity and Lucia goes fuck that <laughs> she just basically reclaims all the power right there oh, she's God. like I don't believe in none of you motherfuckers <laughs> so she goes off to fight Zophar, which is this big god entity mm-hmm. who destroyed the blue star by herself and gets jack laid. She took, took all the magic of the world into herself and went out to fight this guy and got shit stomped. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, she goes out there, gets completely fucking waxed, and the entire world is like, oh, it's kind of like the the after the apocalypse kind of moment where like everything's all gone to shit Mm -hmm. and they're sitting there and 
in this crashed fucking city that's never going to get resurrected because all the magic in the entire world is gone. All your mages are like, well, we're just normal bookworms now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, none of your skills work. None of your anything works. And Zophar, during this time while he was building up to getting, you know, this big showdown, he resurrected the villain from the first game. Oh, shit. And... <clears throat> He made guy's name was Galleon. He was the Magic Emperor. Such and, a cool uh, name, Galleon. Yep, he's pretty cool. He, he walked through. He had a bunch of really badass lines. Like they, the first Dragon Master was like, "You fight for the power of humanity, Galleon," and he was like, "The only power you wield is the power to die and fade away <laughs> in a moment's notice." <laughs> oh, yeah. so this guy was like the master of the one-liner. Okay, he's oh, yeah. total fucking badass. Take that, Luca Blight. Yep. So, uh, man. And his story in the first game was that he was one of the original four heroes. Mm-hmm. That Dragon Master Alex, the hero of the first game, you know, idolized. Mm-hmm. He, they had the uh, the Dragon Master Dine. You had badass mage fucking Galleon. You had the fucking beast dude Mel, and then you had some other person that nobody knew. Oh, it was uh the head of the Mages Guild. Mm-hmm. I can't remember her fucking name. So, anywho, there was it, all these people were walking around, and uh, so you find out later that Dine, you know, made this pact with Althena to have her be born into a human girl once every so often, and Galleon didn't fucking like that, so he became evil. Mm-hmm. And Luna grew up in the same village with Alex. They fell in love. Da 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 da. Shit happened. Well, he ends up kidnapping Luna, and all this bad stuff happened. <clears throat> So I'm going over the entirety of all these games now. Yeah, that's a lot. You're pulling <laughs> so, the Xeno Gears again. Yeah, here we go. I'm going off on a tangent. Um, <clears throat> so, anywho, with, knowing that he had this big disagreement with Dine, right, there where he was like, you know what, I, I don't believe in the power of humanity. Humans can't rule themselves. They need a god. Mm-hmm. The same that, and you see this paralleled again with Lucia mm-hmm. later on, where she reclaimed all Althena's power. Well, he had been fighting for Zophar all through the second game. And you'd run into him at regular intervals, and he'd shit-stomp you and laugh like, Ha, 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 You're not a Dragon Master. You'll never be a Dragon Master. It took a Dragon Master to beat me last time, Mm -hmm. and I've got an even bigger dude behind me now. Mm -hmm. So you're just fucked, little boy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so he just does it, and he does it, and he does it, and he does it, and he finally... You meet him again, and all the magic's gone from the world this time. And this time, you don't even have all the weapons you got you had last time. So he just walks up and he goes, and because he still got magic, right? And he, you know, he basically just one shots your entire fucking party. And he goes, "What now? What now?" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "We're," and so the heroes kind of have like this crisis of faith moment where they're like. We're not going to give in. We're going to keep fighting. You can't fucking hold us down. And they all, one by one, they stand up, and all of them get their fucking power back. Cool. Yeah, and they're, and then he's like, yep, all right, come on, come at me then. And you finally beat him. Mm-hmm. And it's at this moment that it finally clicks to the main character of the second game. He goes, you've been trying to build us up for this. You've been letting us live over and over and over again so that we would get to this point and be ready for it. Why? And he goes, it's because apparently in the very first game when 
Dragon Master Alex whooped his ass. He learned his goddamn lesson. <laughs> oh. And so this entire time, he had been a good guy playing the bad guy. Mm. And, of course, the moment that, you know, this evil god realized it, he just made him fucking disappear. Wow. But it, it cuts off with him looking out into the, uh, in, in, off into the desert mm-hmm. as, you know, the heroes are leaving on their way to go fight Zophar at his home little fucking thing and finish off the game. Mm-hmm. He just looks out and he goes, are you watching in secret, Dine? These children shine with your light. And then, bing, he just fucking did. He just totally fucking, uh, what's the guy's name? Obi-Wan Kenobi's and just hey, nothing's left but like his circlet and his cape. And they just both just blow away in the wind. Oh, wow. And that's it. That's how he goes out for the series. That's cool. So that's it. It's a really cool moment. You know, and especially if you'd played through all the games and saw like this entire character arc mm-hmm. where he was like, Oh, he's a good guy, but he doesn't believe in what's happening and they've got this major disagreement and then he's just like, Fuck everything and he seems to not have learned anything throughout the entire second game and you find out that it was all just flipped on its head right wow. at the very end. That's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of like a it, it, if you ever read any of the Harry Potter or even watched the movies, you know how Snape turned out to be a good guy in yep. the end. Yeah, it's kind of the same idea. Like, oh man, this guy's a douchebag. He's a douchebag. He's de- oh wait, he wasn't a douchebag. I've got one. I got one right alongside that. Oh yeah, it goes right into our topic of sad things, and it rolls right into that. Now, Let's hear it. I was hesitant to do this one. Because for a, for a minute I was because it's from Final Fantasy XII. You fucker! I've act well, and I've actually shown you this video, but that only lasted for a minute because there are several moments like this in Final Fantasy XII. Twelve uh-huh. is just littered with. The reason why I picked twelve as my second favorite, the battle system's cool. I, I enjoyed it. It's pretty cool. Uh-huh. The graphics are whatever. I mean, there is a walking talking female rabbit lady that's right up my alley yeah but the story and the narrative and the the old renaissance style way that they talk and narrate and tell the story it's golden i mean it is it is we're talking voice actors that are like stage quality voice actors they didn't just get some joe blows they have people that they can they can project themselves as these characters it's so good so, there's a moment in 12 where somebody dies. Holy shit, really? Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> and I'm going to try my best to summarize this, and I'm going to try to make it make sense without, no offense, Xenogearsing it, and I hope I do it justice. But hopefully Damn. the actual ending moment I'll get right. Just just Xenogears it. Spoilers. You got this. You got this. Just, just tell the whole damn thing. ahead. Just go off into it. Just spoil the whole fucking thing. So I can't tell you why, but in the beginning, in the beginning of the game, you find out that there are these two brothers. These two brothers are very important. One of the brothers is on your side. He's on the he's the side of good. The other brother is on the side of evil. The other brother is very much on high on the side of evil. There's the emperor, and the emperor has two sons. He has mm-hmm. an older son named Vane Solidor, and then he has a younger son. Named Larsa Solidor. The Emperor has a royal guard around him. <clears throat> They're these really cool knights. I'm so sorry, I can't talk now for some reason. 
<coughs> these really cool knights. Don't die. They're called the Judge Magisters. They have this awesome armor. If you ever see the typical artwork for Final Fantasy XII, you, you've probably seen the judges. All of them had this really cool, very stylistic, unique armor. Mm-hmm. And they are top dog shit. That's why they're they're there to serve under the Emperor. Well, toward the, I don't know, two-thirds of the game, um, God, there's so much to tell without spoiling it, but making you understand what's going on. Vane, the older brother, is the next seat in power. He wants his father to die because he wants to take the Emperor's throne. He mm-hmm. wants to be the king. He wants to take his spot. Well, people around him know what he's like. He's, I mean, he's the bad guy. You know he's the bad guy in the game, but he's really, he's got a fucking silver tongue. He gets mm-hmm. the people on his side, but people know, yeah, you're, you're fucking shit up. He's trying to, excuse me, he's trying to go after this ultimate power to get this, not only does he want the, the throne power, but he wants this other magical power as well. He just wants to be, he just wants to be top dog shit of everything. Okay. His younger brother, of course, his brother knows him. Now, we're talking like a younger brother that's like 16, 17 years old. Vane is like, I don't know, mid-20s, early 30s, whatever. And this guy is still a young teenager. Yeah. But, I mean, he's brought up in the Empire, so he know he speaks well and all this stuff. Well, his little brother knows what the fuck's going on. He's like, I need to stop my brother. Well, Vane knows that he knows that he's fucking around and trying to get trying to get him killed. So, there's all... This is what this game does really well. It's a lot of this who it's Game of Thronesy. That's I hate to use that as just a reference, but it is. It's there's shit going on, and then there's more shit going on, and it's it's onions. So it's layered, yeah. It's, yes, all over the place. So toward the end, later in the game, what do you know? The emperor dies in the throne room. in In the room where they found him dead, he's dead of poison. Yeah. So in this scene, it shows, of course, the fucking judges are coming. The judges have been called, and they're fucking marching to the room. I think in this particular, and again, forgive me, any time from here on out, if I get these exact details wrong, forgive me, but I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to paint the picture for you. It shows Gabronth. Gabronth, remember I told Gabron you in the beginning? James. Remember I told you in the beginning there were two brothers? There's a good brother and a bad brother. The good yeah. brother's on your side. The bad brother is in the... He's one of the judge magisters. His name is Gabronth. He is the top dog judge. Yeah. He has the most magic, the most power, everything. He's he's walking to the room. He's like, they're, they're dragging some fucking council members off or something. And the council member's like, what? This is a fucking outrage. What reason do we have to kill the emperor? We wouldn't fucking do that. They bust in the room. There's the emperor dead. There's Vane, like with his hands behind his back, kind of nonchalant, just looking around with this mm, kind of mood. Mm-hmm. And the other judges are there, and he's like, "What the fuck's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, well, the emperor is dead, and wouldn't you know it? It's poison from the council member's hand." And they're like, "We wouldn't fucking poison the emperor. This is we're his, we're underneath him. Like we belong to him. Why would we do that?" And Vane's like, "Yeah, well, that's what happened. Well, of these judges." There are judges that are under the emperor and serve the emperor, but Vane has gotten into their head. He's yeah. promised them power of like, hey, if you fucking buddy with me and you let this coup go, you're going to be under me, and I've got, I'm coming into some power, so I'm going to hook you up. So even though the judges are sworn to protect his father, they're like, hey, man, if you want to kill your dad, I didn't see nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're in this room. 
And just from the way the story has been told so far, you can tell that there are judges that are like, they're saying the usual lines like, well, this is, we're going to have him beheaded and we're going to do, 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 do. Well, there was a female judge, the only female judge in there, and she was very close to, to Gabron. They were secretly, they were in cahoots. They were in cahoots because they wanted to protect Larsa. They have this, like, older brother, older sister, but they're not related to him, nurturing, like, we need to protect him. Vane mm. knows that behind Vane's back, Larsa, the little younger brother, is going out and trying to stop him. He's trying to find secrets and details to bring Larsa to bring Vane down. Yeah, and Gabranth, he he loves the little dudes. He's like, I'm gonna protect him. And the girl, uh, Drace, is her name, and she's like, Hey, we need to do anything and everything in our power to keep an eye on him and protect him. So fast forward to this room. They're all in the room. All the judges are there, and Vane's like, Well. I mean, my father's dead, so you know what's going to have to happen now. I got to be the emperor. And she fucking snaps. She's like, this is bullshit. You, they didn't fucking poison him. The fucking snake in the room is you, Vane. And he was like, I mean, well, I'm the emperor now, so what? And she's like, I don't give a fuck. And she draws her sword on him, on Vane. And Vane's like, Whatever. And she goes to run at him to, to go kill him, to go put a stab in him or something. And one of the other judges stops him or stops her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't you understand? When you bared your sword at him, you bared your sword at the law. Because he's now the emperor, you know? Mm-hmm. So he fucking slams her to the ground. And another judge comes up because, again, this is I'm, I'm sorry if I'm getting tendrils, but there was a judge that had like a kind of a crush on her, like really liked her. So he was like, Vane, please don't do this. And he's like, whatever. And Gabronth is there. Gabronth steps up. Like, there's got to be something else we can do. Like, we can do something. We, we And he goes, oh, a hound looking for scraps at the emperor's table. Would you serve another emperor, hound? And he looks over at Drace. And that moment right there grabbed me. That was the part of it that got me. Gabronth walks over to her and kneels down next to her. And I think there's a few other words, but the words that she says is just, pray be quick. So Gabronth pulls his sword up and he looks her in the eye and he runs his sword through her. Because he had to. In this he didn't moment, have to. He could have stabbed hit that motherfucker. Here's the thing. This is the problem. If... Drace would have got away with it. They would have killed Drace, and she would have killed the Emperor, and maybe that would have been okay. Maybe some of the judges may have broke and said, well, I don't know what to do. But Gabronth and Drace both have this thing where they want to protect the little Larsa. They want to protect the little brother. Mm-hmm. So Gabronth knows, okay, if I, if I just snap and turn around and go to kill them, I got five judges on me. They're going to kill me. I'm going to die. If I try to attack them, he's going to stab me in the back, and he's probably going to kill me. The problem is, if I'm dead, that means Drace is fixing to die and be gone, and I'm dead and gone, and nobody is left alive to protect Larsa. So I... But if he kills the Emperor, then that guy becomes the Emperor. Maybe. Or the judges kill him. Maybe. Why would the judges he don't kill him think when that there's he, no emperor? There's, there's, too over, there's too much overpower in that room. If he goes after Vane, he's going to get down because there's th- these judges are not to be fucked with. Mm-hmm. So he knows in his head right then, I have to kill her 
Because if I turn against the emperor or don't do what the, this new emperor wants, Larsa has no hope. There's no, and he don't, he don't really know too much about his brother and the good guys that are out there. He don't even know that y'all are in cahoots and y'all are helping the little brother. It's just in this moment, he has to do this fucked up thing and kill her, and he does it. And Vane just turns around and looks out the window and says, "And so how Salador lives on." It's just, it's just mm, such a good moment. That drama, that intertwining and backstabbing, and who, what the fuck is who's what, who's who, who's in love with who? Who likes who? Who's on whose side? Is all throughout twelve. So good. I really hope you play it someday. You should because we owe it to each other. One of these days you'll play Zeno Gears. I will. I have no problem with playing Zeno Gears again. Well, I'm just going to yeah, tell you now. You a good game. It's going to get to a point in that game where I'm going to go, Adam. I. I'm lost. My head is full of books. I'm, I'm six hours in this game. Xeno Gears is actually the true sequel to Chrono Trigger. Say it ain't so. It's so. I think you're lying. Because Luca appears in Xeno Gears. And she dies in that first village. Do you see her there in the village? She doesn't die in some stupid fucking orphanage. Beaten by some two-bit fucking cat thing. <laughs> Okay, she killed Lavos. She's not going to get one shot by some fucking fruity ass fucking cat and it's fucking little Harley Quinn Joker fucking sidekick knockoff. Whatever that was. Okay. <clears throat> that is, she went to Landhand Village somehow through some temporal fucking distortion, the same way Cloud did, mm-hmm. and fucking then she died when fucking Faye turned into you it. You are just nothing but spoilers about the old man. Anything. Yep. Next thing, next, thing, next thing you're going to tell me that uh, that frog from Chrono Trigger was actually a really a, really a person. He had a name and <laughs> I do have if you don't mind me going again mm-hmm. I do have since we're going off of sad and just going to moments that gripped you and grabbed you uh-huh let me tell you something. This is also going back to this. This is also going back to that Final Fantasy VII bullshit of this was the moment that gripped you. In Final Fantasy VII, could you or could you not resurrect somebody from death by using a spell or an item? You could, couldn't you? Yeah. So why the fuck didn't they throw a fit? This is this. I mean, I'm being half humorous about this. We as gamers have this unspoken thing where we know that the shit that goes on in the game doesn't actually always go on. Well, no, it's cutscenes. Right. So if it's time for somebody to die, I don't care if you have life one, life two, Phoenix down, what, and you could throw a mega elixir after or an elixir and get. It doesn't matter if they're gonna die. They're That's, dead. That goes back to eight bit theater. Mm-hmm. You remember eight bit theater? Yeah, I remember eight bit theater. Yep. But, you never know. If it's a fucking cutscene, you can just die. Yep. Bullets don't harm you unless it's a cutscene, in which case they're lethal. So, I will admit that, no, it, it wasn't some prominent thing. I didn't fucking storm the streets and, why didn't they just bring her back to life? I, I didn't do that dumb shit. But in the back of my head, as I'm sure it's been in the back of other gamers' heads, if somebody's fucking dead, you have the ability in the game to bring them back. Why the fuck don't you just do that? Well, because they're scripted to die. It's not going to happen. They so, have items and materia and all kinds of things yeah, devoted there to there are this. things at your disposal to You can bring her back with one fucking hit point and just, There's ways to do it, but they didn't do it because it's a scripted death. 
So flash forward, oh, I don't know how many years. I'm watching the intro video to Lost Odyssey. Yep. Tells the story of an immortal human being type person, and there's several of them. And I think Kaim lived for over a thousand years. I forget the actual date. Yep. He's basically like the Highlander in video yeah. game form. He, he, he cannot. Wait, 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 wait. Let me stop you before you get to where you're going. Mm-hmm. Let me just throw this out there. Throw it out. That Lost Odyssey, as a game, had the hardest <laughs> motherfucking first boss yes. in the history of first fucking bosses. It is known First boss that. is usually like joke form. Let me show you how the battle system works. Yep, not this okay. one. Nah, this motherfucker could randomly just kill you. The fact that you did not go through a fog gate to fight the first boss of Lost Odyssey... Oh, no, no. It had nothing to do with that. The motherfucker had an attack that would take you down, like, three-quarters of your hit points. Mm -hmm. And he could use it twice in a row, and you had no way to heal through it. Hey, but Adam, just go back and go level up. Oh, wait. No. You can't. You can't (laughs) grind yourself through this boss. They're like, nah, you fight everything in the game up to that point. The enemies don't respawn. There's no random encounters. What you got is what you got. Prepare for the Dick yep. is what he says. Yes. <clears throat> and then he gives it to you. He takes three quarters of your hit points away. You can heal. Full heal the next turn. Like, I'm doing nothing but using healing items. Yep. Guess what? Still fucked. You are dead. If he decides to use that attack twice in a row, you're done. Yep. So, so join me on a tale of Lost Odyssey's intro movie. So, it again, it's about an immortal person. And it shows this battle. Uh, this is before you even get to the kick-ass, everybody-knows part of Kime fucking running into a battlefield and just waylaying people by himself, dodging swords and, and severing people's heads and gouging people through the neck and jump-kicking off of somebody's blood. Kime is a badass, but he's a story badass because he's over a thousand fucking years old and he's done almost nothing else in his life but and he's only level one. Yeah. So that's how much fighting. That's how much fighting it takes to get to level one. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about real in-game shit. That don't make <laughs> let's get sense. Get real here yeah. for a minute. That's a level one fucker. So that's not even the part that got me. That was that was the man badass part. Just watching that two minute fight <sighs> with him. Before that, it shows these two generic. You don't know who the fuck they are or what they're about. These two wars. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what what was the word I'm looking for? Adam battalions, sides, Brigade, whatever. Sure, something. These two sides are coming to war. It shows the battlefield where they're mm-hmm. fighting the war on. It's got these ones that have these weird fucking circles on their head, and the other guys have these big, tall, pillar-like wolf-looking things. Whatever. Oh. They're. It shows it from afar, and it shows these two fucking warring sides about to run into each other, and they're fucking clanging blades, and they're fighting. They're doing the typical war shit you see in any war. Um, it shows little tactics where it shows the, the one side has this um, a machine they bring in and it drops down a fucking blade that not only cuts people like it's it's huge it's like seven eight stories tall and yeah. it drops down this big this big vertical freaking pole that goes horizontal on the ground and then spins in a circle and just like cuts like eighty people in half in one swoop. Well, then it shows them counteracting this machine by having a machine that walks up to them and just drops a fucking blade and cuts the machine in half. So it shows not only war as in two 
two human entities on the on the ground fighting warfare. It shows their war. It shows their magic. I mean, uh, their their machines as well. Yeah. So on this floor, there are bodies everywhere. There are bodies on the floor. The bodies have already hit the yes, floor. The bodies have already hit the floor. Had the yeah. Well, in this cutscene, all this fighting's going on, all this battling's going on, and they just show this one fucking body start glowing blue and resurrects, and he comes back into the fight and picks up a sword and fucking goes back to battle. And it shows another one, and another one. One of these sides has this big fucking tower that they're wheeling into the battlefield. And at the top of this tower is a gigantic crystal-like thing with a bunch of mages surrounding it. Okay. And they're, like, chanting and, and, and doing shit. They are resurrecting people now, as on the battlefield. Now, as cool as it is that they have a gameplay mechanic illustrated in that cutscene, let me ask you this question. Hit me with it. You're in the military, and you're fighting a war. Mm-hmm. You fucking die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they resurrect you. Mm-hmm. Do you go home? <laughs> or do you, get, do you pick up your sword and keep fighting? Motherfucker, you pick your sword up and no, you keep fighting. No, man. I'm like, no, I done died <laughs> once. <laughs> You're checking out? Did yep. my part. I, I, I did contract ended death. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got 100% from me. You right go there. home in two ways. Either as a hero or just you, oh, you died. You died, got resurrected. How'd you cool. get it? Man, I fought 700 people and then did my retirement. What about you, man? I died day three, so they sent me home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, nah. you have much honor. You have much honor, Adam. <laughs> you know what? If I fucking die, okay? <laughs> Sorry, all bets are off after a death. I'm sure. I'm sure there there are other moments like this. Would be a good question for our audience if you can think of times in gaming where it showed like a game mechanic that was kind fleshed of, out in yes, reality and worked as it should have. Because again, if you didn't catch what was going on, people were dying on the battlefield, and they had a way to bring them back on the battlefield. They didn't just say, oh, man, 800 of our soldiers are dead. They're like, no, nah, fuck that. We, we got, got a resurrection spell. Mages know how to do magic. as They know how to resurrect and raise and all that they shit. They didn't just turn them, into- them onto the battlefield and raise they our They didn't army. do like that D&D thing where it's like, okay, well, let me just resurrect them from the dead mm-hmm. you know, and let their undead corpses keep going. Cause no, they brought Fuck them. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah They're like, we have an actual resurrection magic, and it's cheap, and we use it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know the party does mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're like yeah uh, moments uh. like that that's that's awesome it shows where somebody takes the time to take the care to make that where it, it's it's cool makes sense in a gaming scope it's not just gimmicky it's at the same time do you feel that if if it was if it was to do that what would it mean to you what would the scene have meant to you Sephiroth falls down from the sky and rams his sword through the back of Ares and she slumps over and he goes to back away like, yeah, I killed that shit. And then Cloud goes, pink, and just blows Phoenix down. <laughs> yeah, the scene obviously would not have the impact. I mean, she died, but she was only dead for a bit. I don't know. She's going to get resurrected in the remake. You know that shit. You know it's just happening. That's not going to happen. That's going to happen. No, it's not. She's going to die and they're going to be like, Phoenix down. No. Or there's going to be some way to resurrect her in the new game. It's going to happen. It's 
gonna fucking happen. I guarantee it happens nah. in the remake. It's, they're gonna cave to that. Square is all about some fucking whoring out Final Fantasy VII think we need to, to the max. Think we need and to that's the only thing they can do to whore themselves any further at this point is to bring Eris back just for the shits. Do you think they would They'll go just to take that it away? Length? They're gonna take it away. They'll take away they the would... only thing you had to hold on to. But you, got, you thought Dirge of Cerberus and the 50,000 other fucking variations of the games, the fucking movie, whatever, you thought that was him whoring out Final Fantasy VII? Nah. Nah. They're going to remake it and bring back Air. I That's really don't happen. think they would do it's that. It's happening. It's happening. Well, you now, just, the reason... It's happening. This and is the thing what, is, you don't want to believe it. No, 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 no. I, I want to know because I, in general, I want to know their direction for the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Are you guys... Okay, here's here's an off-topic. We're going to have a, a podcast episode one day. I love saying this. This should be our thing. We should have like we're a, gonna have a podcast one day. We're going to have a podcast ding, episode about what we're talking about. But we're going to have an episode one day where we're talking about video game movies. It's going to happen. And when I talk to people, and I'm talking gamers and, and, and just <clears throat> average people alike, and I say, why do you think that video game movies suck. The biggest answer I get is because, dude, if you play the game, you know the story. What's the Bullshit. point? Bullshit. What's the point in seeing it in Bull story mode? I say, fucking shit. Now, to me, I can I say, you know what? That's understandable because that I, I can kind of get that. But I'm telling you right now, if they took Sweet Coden and made that fucker into a live action. And I mean with care. If we ever talk about games, oh no, game movies. Understand, we're saying take it seriously oh, no. and take it with care. If they made it to a movie and they kept it the same script and I, fuck yeah, I want to see that. That is awesome. Oh no. So when I see something like the Final Fantasy VII remake, I equate that to like a Final Fantasy VII movie. My question for Square or who, whatever company's making this this remake. Are, what is your direction for this? Are you trying to go back and do a facelift on Final Fantasy VII and just give it a new battle system and new graphics, but you're going to keep everything else about the story the same? If that's the case, very cool. But if you're going back to try to appeal to a new audience today and you're going to change the story up to... They're going to change the story so Final Fantasy VIII makes sense because that's their fucking pattern. No. That, that's their pattern. They're going to go back and it's gonna explain how fucking Balam Garden got fucking formed. No. <laughs> They're going to tie all the five bands. So that together. is real. That is really a long way of me saying. Not only do I don't, I don't think that they're going to do that. I really, really fucking hope that they don't resurrect Eris. Or, or if they do something where like Cloud sees that Sephiroth is flying down from the sky, and he like pushes her away, and he blocks the sword really cool with his with his Buster sword, and they have a duel. And like, stop, stop. She dies. Leave it be. Maybe. Maybe he pushes her out the way, blocks the sword, but she falls off the pedestal. <laughs> so she still dies, but she dies a different way. She dies a different what a bullshit way to die! <laughs> Technically, it's Cloud that killed her because he pushed her off the pedestal. <laughs> Whoever your party member is with you at the time, they're you're. It shows them fighting on the pedestal, but it shows that character just slowly <laughs> watching her fall. 
And he looks back at Cloud and looks down where she's at. You know, you know how there were those little little things you jumped on to get up to where yes. she was? Now, she she hit her head on one of those, and there's like a there's like a bloody spot in the water. You are now murdering Eris in. again in your mind. <laughs> you are re-murdering this girl in a more <laughs> gruesome way. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's hilarious. That is an iconic female That's character. And you're now bashing her head open on a fucking rock. She'd be like Gwen Stacy. Oh. <laughs> that was, come on now. Her, her limp body just laying there like, Ugh. Yeah, I really hope they don't do that. I hey, here, Here's the thing, man. Tell me the thing, man. The, th- the thing is, is you're never going to get a good video game movie for several reasons. You want to do that now? You want to save yeah, that? We're going, for we're going to do day. this right now oh because God. you brought it up. I said we'd do it another day. You brought it up. Okay. Okay. You're never going to get a good video game movie because you don't have video game fans making the goddamn movies. Exactly. You have people that they're, you know, you can either give a shit about the property or you cannot give a shit about the property. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the, the way I'm going to... Well, I'm going to compare this to is look at the Marvel. Look at the way Marvel's being handled. Mm-hmm. Marvel's being handled by three different studios. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got Sony. You got the actual Marvel that's under Disney, mm-hmm. and you got Fox. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sony and the actual Marvel studio have finally started seeing eye to eye mm-hmm. and trying to trying to put a cohesive thing together. Right. Then you got Fox over here. Fox just doing its own fucking thing, trying to whore it out to get as much money as possible. Yep. Okay? When you see stuff like Blood Rain get made into a movie, when you see stuff like Tomb Raider get made into a movie... Hey, it had had Angelina Jolie, right? Uh Uh-huh. That was a good cast. Bad Bad fucking story. Bad movie. So, I mean, and Tomb Raider really didn't have that great of a story anyway, so I can't tell the difference between the movie and the actual hey, game story. they decided to make Mario a fucking movie. Why not try to make Mario Tomb Raider a is, fucking... Mario had no business ever being anything other than a cartoon. Ever. A cartoon, CG animated, something like that? Cool. You know, but there there comes a point where you have to have somebody to give a fuck. You, I'll tell you this. I don't. I don't think that it's just that somebody has to give a fuck. I think it has to be a large part of directors or writers or producers or whatever, as a collective whole, not going. We want to make this in our vision. Well, no, no. Why no, don't no. you just take the fucking say, script no, and the story you can't from the do it. fucking game do it. and copy? Can't fucking make a twenty fucking hour game into a goddamn two hour movie. It will not translate. I know. Not everything. I get that. But okay. you know and what I mean. And on the light side, Sui Coden is 20 hours. Yeah. That's okay. That's, so that's speed running. what you're looking at is how can we tell this story? First, got to pick wisely on which video games you want to make into a movie. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to say, how can I tell this story in the way a movie would? The same way a comic and a movie can't be exactly the same because mm-hmm. it's just time. A movie comes in a certain format. It's going to be between two and three hours. So you got to make it fit. Mm-hmm. You have to make it fit. And if you have to make it fit, then you just need to you need to figure out what what are the key points you need to hit. 
You know, you may need to omit a entire section out of a game. Right. Yeah, yeah. you just take Necklord's Castle completely out. Fuck you. No. Nah. Just making a point. <laughs> I get that, man. You can edit the story itself, and you can cut, and st- and you can find the, the, the parts of the past. If you take one, two, and three, and you want to cut two out, you need to make sure that one and three can still merge together. You yeah. need to be cutting out something that's not really going to have a huge impact, or at least kind of fix one and but sometimes three. you can't do that without destroying a story. My point is, Adam, they don't always do that. They don't say, "I want to edit out two and make one." And I want to. Change. Oh no, I'm not saying that they do. I'm. I'm not I'm saying, not saying that they, they do they, it well. They don't at all. fix the end of part. You end one up with like you bowl fucking movies where they just said, "Nah." They don't take the end of part one and the beginning of part three and kind of change it just a little bit to make it make sense. No, they take one, two, and three, and they say, "Fuck two and one, two, and three. I just want two. I want four, five, and seven, and nine, and I'm going to write." these all a different way i'm gonna write these characters yeah, different. here's my i'm gonna write the, the way story I different to do it. that is what pisses me off well it's, it's worse than that the hitman story was just like that I, the hitman the hitman movie had nothing to do with the games yeah um and pretty much that's what you should be looking at whenever you see a video game movie come out at all yeah um is that they just won't give they won't respect the source material it takes hollywood hollywood can't get over itself no it doesn't respect comics it doesn't respect video games it doesn't respect tv i will say this we and i'm not just me and adam but gamers take this shit seriously and as a media it is still growing it's it's bro we're far past fucking bleeps and bloops I'm so sick and tired of seeing Pac-Man and Space Invaders when people talk about gaming today. It's fucking ridiculous. My God, if you're going to get that bad, talk about Call of Duty. At least you're moving nobody, up in time. Nobody talks about silent films or, you know, fucking cave paintings when they're talking about yeah, books. But when they reference video games, oh, let's toast a flash screen and have Mario from Nintendo on there. Let's have Pac-Man. Some motherfucker Ooh. with an Atari controller going blip, 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 blip. This shit has evolved yeah. as a media, and it, especially in the RPG scope, there are stories to be told, and it's fucking given to you. Now, if you're telling me that you can make a trilogy, which wasn't still, in my opinion, the greatest, maybe that's another podcast, but when you take something like Lord of the Rings and you give, you put a fever fucking pitch at that and make it awesome, you take another one like any any of the Marvel movies that are yep. awesome to this day, and you yeah, make those that, so good and so much people of a that treasure, respect the but, source material, but you can't do it to a video game. You're just a fuck up. Well, I mean, you got you got. Hollywood films that don't respect fucking books, okay? There mm-hmm. are dicks out there that just don't fucking give a fuck. Yep. And unfortunately, Hollywood just needs to take a nuke so somebody else can take over because I don't know what the hell is going on over there. Like, I don't even... But it, it's a cultural thing over there where they just like, ha, 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 I know better than the people who wrote the fucking multi-million dollar property yeah. that I'm going to rape in movie form. Yep. Okay, and it doesn't matter whether it's a video game, a book, or you know whatever. Even even other movies at this point, where they one of these days they're gonna remake Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and it's because somebody bought tickets to that new Ghostbusters. Yep. If you bought a ticket to the new Ghostbusters movie, you belong in a place in hell right beside the people who bought Crawl Across. <laughs> Comes full circle, doesn't it? <laughs> Comes all the way back around. 
Adam has a very special place in his mind for people that like Chrono Cross or Final Fantasy VIII or the Doom movie. Or yep. <laughs> oh, God, don't get me started. You liked Resident Evil movies, though, right? No, you no. didn't like that? You didn't like, uh, you, you didn't like, uh, like uh, Double Dragon, the movie? You didn't like that? No. Mortal no. Kombat. Come on, you had to like Mortal Kombat. Nope. No? Didn't. Street Fighter. <laughs> I played Street Fighter, the movie. The game. <laughs> I want. I want them to make Street Fighter the movie. The, the game, game. The, the movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Come on. What? What about one that tried a little bit? What about Silent Hill the movie? You like that one, didn't you? No. They, man, but they tried. Uh, yeah. No. House of the Dead. Out. The, out. The, no. Yeah. We're just a, we're in the place where it just it's like hey, I can name the amount of video game movies I thought were good. On no hands. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really waiting for the writer, producer, director conglomerate that comes out and says, hey, man, we we grew up playing this shit, and we've heard our our corporate backers, we've heard our the, the, the production company, they come at us and say, well, this is the focus-tested wage, and we said we don't give a fuck. Uh, my father has money, he has money, this guy has money. We had enough money to get the cast, to get the script. We made this movie exactly how it was made when you played it back in 19 motherfucking 5. We got Chrono Trigger the movie, and bam. And then you're like, whoa, hold on now, I've had 50 movies that blow ass, and you're pulling the fucking top tier out, and you fold your arms, and you watch it, and you walk out of that theater in fucking tears and scream, and you're like, somebody did it! Yeah. I'm waiting for The Avengers of video game movies, and it ain't even it ain't even close to being in reality yet. Nope. That's and it sad. won't be for another fucking 50 years. That's sad. And it might never be because the thing is, is that, like I said, Hollywood doesn't respect books, mm-hmm. okay? The oldest form of, print, of media. Yeah. Okay? Since they don't respect that, they, you know, getting video games to have a spot, the newest form of media is going to be hard. Yeah. But they don't respect TV, you know, you have shows that come out that have nothing to do with that. They like to change origins, and they like to, you know, add their own little twists and what they think will play good in a movie. Yep. You know, some some two-bit hack fucking gets up there, and because he's gone to fucking film school, thinks he knows better uh, about how to take a multi-million dollar fucking property mm-hmm. that already stands well on its own, like a fucking comic book. Yep. And be like, well, you know, I think I can change this. I understand editing things, mm-hmm. okay, to make it fit in the film format. That's fine. But when you go, I'm going to bend this over backwards and fucking goddamn Wolverine <laughs> thing, okay? And, yeah. uh, and then it becomes like, all right, well, I hope someone dies in your family. Yeah. Because you deserve this pain. When you see a movie, this I, I, I would love to harp on Resident Evil because that blows my fucking mind that that first movie apparently did so fucking well. That shit got out of control for me. Yeah. Like, after the, I was already kind of tapped out after number two, but then there was a third and a four. I think what they've had, what, the seventh I and final one? I can't stand the little action orgies. Like, I don't like those movies to begin with. So, And I didn't like fucking Resident Evil. No. So it was just one of those ones where I was oh, like, no, well, the games I did, whoa, whoa, I redact that. I do like the games. Fuck you. The games were yeah. good. No, they're fucking not. You know what the movie should have been out? What? Finding fucking heart-shaped keys. 
That's what the fucking movie should have been about. Tangent for another day. It should have been like, oh, look, I found a diamond key. And he walks around in a circle with tank control, slamming into fucking furniture. <laughs> Until he finally fucking... And the camera just keeps switching fucking viewpoints. You don't the like the Resident time. Evil games because you have to go find the blue lion head. To I don't like go, it because you have to push the... a statue to find the blue lion head, which fucking sucks your dick and spits out the, the diamond key. Did you know... <laughs> that is some reason. This is a police station where it, this is how you get to the weapons locker, which they might fucking need in a hurry one day. You know, if they're actually policing the city or anything. Yeah, no, I think the game's retarded, and that was. But the, Adam, once again, Adam. as we were talking about earlier, Resident Evil Two was the point where I bowed out of the Resident Evil series Adam, because some, I realized that was a theme. Adam, at some point, you have to let a video game. A video game. Sure. But here's the problem. At some point, you have to let a movie be a movie. It hurts when your form of media is confined in a little box, isn't it? If. Yeah, I wanted a, I wanted a survival horror experience. I didn't want survival horror to translate into puzzle with zombies. Puzzle with zombies. That's what they should have called it. It'd been more accurate description. It was still action in it. You still had to shoot zombies. Or game you had to avoid them zombie or puzzle, zombo puzzle, <laughs> zombo puzzle. That's what they could Zom- call it. Zom- Zumble. It's not Zuzzle. survival horror. It's it's puzzles with zombies. What was your so your break, man? You are just a hateful person. I am. You just look I at just games and go hate Ugh. shit. Video games. <laughs> Yeah, I fucking hate video games. What is your favorite video game of all time? Uh, favorite video game of all time? If you're about to give me an answer, I'm going to get up from here and slap you. Because there is no fucking way that you know that off the top of your head. I mean, wow. Well, maybe. Maybe you do. There are a couple of contenders. What is your most hated video game? Now, oh, already know, already know, you stop, know, we no. already know, we have well defined the <laughs> We have defined game. that pretty well. One day, hopefully, we'll have some good video game movies, and maybe, maybe we'll have we'll have our Avengers moment. But man, every time a new movie comes out now, when it's like, oh, here's a, here's X movie based off of X video game property, I no long I don't have that spark in me where I'm like, oh, maybe maybe I'll give it a chance. Maybe this will be the one. Yeah. Assassin's Creed was the latest one where I played Assassin's Creed 2 all the way through. I enjoyed it, and I saw this thing, and I'm like, okay, here's a movie. And they're like, oh, they've got this actor. I'm like, stop. The actor doesn't mean shit. Yeah. I don't care about it's that. It's a video game movie. He can be a fucking nobody if he plays the character really well. What's it about? And, they, and then I saw the fucking the animus version in the movie was him fucking tied to that big robotic arm flipping around. I was like, oh, nah, damn it, I see it again. Yep. Here we go again. Well, that was a stupid premise. We of have the to Hollywoodize this shit. That was the, that was a stupid direction for the game to take, in my opinion. Yeah. Was like you know, your DNA. You go back in the past through DNA. Why they could have left that shit out? You should have just been some dude in that time mm-hmm. and go around and do what the fuck you want mm-hmm. instead of it being some flashback sequence. Where, it's just oh. a hokey way of. It was hokey and it was thrown in there. It's contrived. They should have just been like, okay, well, here are the assassins. Get to play as the assassins. Do what the assassins do. Mm-hmm. And there's no other bullshit current timeline story at all. Did you, you cut like, all that out of it, and Assassin's Creed becomes a much better game. Did you Did you like the Warcraft movie? I like the Warcraft movie? Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. I thought that was I really want, because that was made by the people. Yeah. Who, huh? We never had this discussion because as prominent uh, figure in World of Warcraft as you are, I'd love to know if you, what you thought of that I movie. thought, well, it was made by fucking Blizzard, so Fuck they yeah. obviously didn't shit on their own fucking material. It doesn't tell anything. You wouldn't know a goddamn thing about World of Warcraft and watching that movie. Oh, yeah, because it wasn't. I mean, it, it was, was lore. I think it was supposed to be first. The movie was supposed to be about World of Warcraft. And then it's it about just, Warcraft. It's about Warcraft. The, the actual uh, the Warcraft Real-time game. strategy game. Right, right, right. And, uh, yeah, there are people who are in WoW on that game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they respected their own source material, and they basically just told a story. Yeah. You know, and it was a decent story. It was well done. The CG was good. Didn't make a whole lot of money. And um, if you're not a WoW guy, then or you're not a Warcraft fan, then you're not going to have a bunch of those oh man moments. Yeah, but yeah, you will. But you will be like, eh, yeah, this is. I understand this. Yeah, this is a I story. T- it makes. It's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. I understood the story they told, but I did not relate because I didn't. I don't play correct. Warcraft, so, so I mean, but you. It didn't not make sense. Right, exactly. Which exactly. is what most video game movies do. What is your favorite CG movie, story, CG, cutscene, whatever, from any Blizzard game? Go. My favorite cutscene from any Blizzard game? Like an example. Remember that one you showed me from World of Warcraft where it showed, uh, what's his name, going up to Gul'dan and fixing to drink the liquid? And he mm-hmm. fucking pours it out, and it shows the shit flying over his head. You talking about the opening for Warlords of Draenor? Oh, that yeah. was good shit. The that was way a he good, just that was pours a good, it down. That was a good little CG mm-hmm. uh, from any Blizzard game. Yeah, that's any any, any Blizzard. Game. I would say the opening of Diablo two. The opening of Diablo two. That was. Uh, Showed the was it? That's the one with the old man, and it was in it was the black cloaked figure, and it was slowly like shambling. Actually, man, it's been so long. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm gonna go with uh, I, I'm gonna go with the new one, brand new. I'm gonna go with that. I, I think that actually beats it out a little bit. The uh, when you had the way it was presented, okay, you had in the new expansion. The Alliance and the Horde both went and attacked a mutual target. Okay. Okay. Tracking. And you have the Alliance view it from their side and the Horde view it from their side. Mm-hmm. So if you have an Alliance and a Horde character, you can watch the cutscenes twice and see the whole thing. Cool. Um, but what it ends up being is the, the Alliance goes directly after Gul'dan. Uh-huh. The... Horde kind of runs into the brunt of the army. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're fighting. So the Horde is like directly fighting like the brunt of the, of you know, the demon, demonic forces on this island. Mm-hmm. And they're getting their shit kicked in. They're just getting their fucking shit waxed. Well, they formed a little battle line. And behind their battle line, you have Sylvanas with their archers on a hilltop. Mm-hmm. And they're shooting down over the top of the Alliance, who went straight after Gul'dan, to keep these winged fucking demons from, you know, coming down and basically encircling the Alliance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so <clears throat> you have the king of the Alliance and all his fucking men down there right at Gul'dan's fucking feet. And you have the Horde over here just fighting ran- just a giant army of demons. Mm-hmm. 
And um, from the Alliance perspective, what you see is that suddenly the the horde goes, they little blow their little fucking horn and they just dip. Oh shit! What? Yeah, and you're like it, it, the Alliance. You're like what? Why? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I thought we were in agreement here. Yeah, I thought we I thought we had like a mutual thing. So they had to back off killing Gul'dan and just get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they they go to dip and you see uh, Varen is the last guy. The, he's the king of the Alliance. He's the last guy to get up. And he's climbing up his little airship thing and this giant monster grabs the airship and he just sacrifices himself by like stabbing this fucking demon mm-hmm. right in the face. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, then he ends up like at Gul'dan's feet and he's like killing all these fucking demons and finally they just overwhelm him and you know he just kills him right there damn and you look and the, you know the alliance swears vengeance because mm-hmm. you know they basically got fucked by the horde right and you watch the horde side of the same CG and you see like all the heroes of the horde go down one at a time in these waves of demons mm-hmm. just Boom, you know, Thrall can't fucking hang anymore. Boom, Vulgen fucking gets stabbed. Their their war chief gets fucking stabbed. Mm-hmm. You know, you start seeing all these, you know, greats of this place. And, you know, you go out there as your character, too, mm-hmm. and he'll roll out there, and you, you literally get swarmed by they They throw so many mobs at you that you have to back up or die. Right, right. And uh, <clears throat> you're like, wow. You know, this this shit's getting serious. Mm-hmm. And um, they basically, once Vulgen gets hit, Sylvanas has to make a decision. She can keep providing her Valkyrie. Valkyra can continue, you know, guarding the skies for the Alliance. Or she can go grab everybody and get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, you know, I'm going to save your lives. And we're not going to let the fucking horde die today for this. Right. And so she does. She goes, okay, da-da, and grabs all her people, and they, they leave. Right, so now you have the other the perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. And it turns out, Vulgen fucking, there, you know, dies from his injuries. Oh, shit. And this is, the, this is what I was actually getting at right here, is Vulgen actually calls everybody into his little tent while he's dying and says, you know, I'm not long for this world. Mm-hmm. And he says, I never trusted you. Oh, shit. Never once did I trust you. Oh, shit. I thought it was a mistake that you even came here. Damn. But you made the decision for the Horde, mm-hmm. and therefore you are now a war chief. Oh, nice. So he leaves the fucking control of the Horde to till Sylvanas. Nice. So I thought it was really, you know, and now you have like, the alliance is all pissed off at the horde, uh-huh. and the horde's like, "I don't, we really didn't do anything." Yeah, you just think we did. You just thought we did, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, you know the demons are still out there and they're doing their thing. So it it's really, I thought that that is probably their best thing because it was done from two completely different angles, mm-hmm. and it you ended up having you you lost two prominent leaders, one of the horde and one of the alliance. And, you know, a lot of things changed all at once. Cool. I like that. Well, now that I've asked a question, I guess you and the audience as a whole are probably like, well, Michael, what is your favorite dance that you asked? No, I'm not, I'm not worried care? about that at all. No, probably not. Not an iota. 
And I will say, maybe, <laughs> I'll, tell us anyway, maybe I'll tell y'all my favorite one day. I'd Ooh. actually like to go back and do some research, but I'll leave a little bit of intrigue on that one. I would, in turn, take the question and pose it to you, the audience. What is your favorite Blizzard cutscene slash movie scene slash story scene, whatever? Uh Tell us what you like. Tell us what things you like. From tell us what you like about Blizzard in general, because I can tell you this: if you don't know about Blizzard, you're you, you, how can you not? I mean, you got to be under a rock. But if you don't know that they do, they do movie cutscenes. They've been doing movie cutscenes well for a long time. Yep, they've got Diablo, Starcraft, Warcraft. Oh, and that's pretty much it. Lost Vikings. <laughs> Lost, Lost Vikings. Lost Vikings. Which <laughs> is a good game. I'm totally it. not locked, knocking Lost Vikings. So, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, episode two. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. I hope at least the audio quality is a little bit better. I honestly feel my microphone now is wired. His is still wireless. I think... This uh, and I won't find this out till I go to edit. I hope the beeps are at least, at least a little bit less. One day um, we will have two good mics. One day we will. And again, like I said before, we're gonna we're gonna iron these things out over time. They just take money and work and time. We will get them. One yeah. day I won't sound like I'm 12 years old on oh, the podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. <laughs> if you enjoy this podcast, please, please share it with somebody. Uh, if you happen Please. to know a video gamer that, you know, they, they, they do this for a hobby, be it hardcore or casual, if they like to listen to podcasts, they like to have things in the background for noise or, or to drive to work or whatever. Hey, you know, I know. Listen to fucking podcast, Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> please, please help us spread the word. Put this, uh, put this podcast out there for people to share. Um, if you have any comments, concerns, or questions, or gripes, complaints, or praises, or anything, uh, we have a Facebook page in a Timecast, which is usually where this is linked to first. Uh, we have a Twitter. It's the only Twitter I own in real life, but it's our, it's our Twitter page. You can tweet at us. You can still send us emails at endofcasttime at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast.com. At gmail.com. No funny way of spelling it. Just spell it like it is, and it'll come out right for you. Please, send us a question. Let us know what uh, what's your saddest moment in gaming. What's, what's your favorite Blizzard uh, cut scene? Uh, you can harken back to the last episode. Tell us uh, your top five RPGs. Tell us how bad Wills' opinions are. Sure, sure, tell us. Uh, we, we we definitely want to get some questions. We Fortunately, we've had some good feedback, uh, some people talking to us, but we're definitely looking for questions. Oh, we're starving for more questions. Starving for questions. We love starving. to know what you guys think about things and what you want to know from us, so let us know. Uh, until next week, we will have a week. I already got an episode planned up, ready to go, so it's coming. But until next week, uh, everybody have a good time sharing this with us. Thank you for listening, and you can hear us next time on the end of cast. I'm Michael. I'm Adam. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>